0: Hello, it is Aaron Rodgers, Tuesday, January 12th, 2021. Quick convo with Aaron. Still drop some nuggets and some breaking news. I think you'll enjoy it. Also, conversations with numerous other folks. Uh, We can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. If you like the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If you don't like the show, just go ahead and fuck off, man. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, just piss off. All
0: right, let's get to it. Last night, we, just like you, watched the national championship where Nick Saban cemented his legacy as the greatest college football coach of all time in the hardest year to do college football. And I said this earlier in the season on college game day. Do you believe, Pat, that there will be an asterisk? next to whoever wins this college football national championship. And my answer was, because it was on ESPN, who cares if there's an asterisk next to it? And that was the same exact day that I learned that it's asterisk and not asterisk, but who gives a fuck? (laughs) The the asterisk means you have to look down at the bottom of the page where they say, hey, we got to explain this particular thing to you. If they could explain in there what the year 2020 was and what was happening and what these players and coaches and athletic trainers and equipment managers and commissioners and refs and everybody had to do to get a season off the ground, basically, in the world environment that we're living in, if somebody was to look at that asterisk and look down and read that, in like 20 to 30 years from now they go that had to be the hardest fucking year of college football in history these kids weren't allowed to even go to dorm parties that were right next to them these kids weren't allowed to go downstairs these kids weren't allowed to do anything let alone the kids how about the coaches not allowed to go get dinner with their family because they could potentially test positive which means contact tracing everybody's out i mean the fact that these dudes got to last night won the national championship I think it was an absolutely beautiful thing. Did I fall asleep in the fourth quarter? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did not measure all the way through, uh, but I kind of, I think we all understood what was going to happen very early in that game. I did pick Ohio State to cover last night, but then when they rolled out some big news of players not being in and not being out, I quickly, publicly backed off of that bet. Smart. I would like to let that be known. I did do that. But watching Mac Jones and that Sarkeesian offense operate, with Devontae Smith being like a Tyree Kill for them, he might have ran seven miles in that first half and a lot of them were for touchdowns the dude is unbelievable you have to worry a little bit about his size as you do in every single situation with an undersized player going into the nfl but a heisman winner that isn't a quarterback came into a national championship game with all eyes on him basically and showed up and showed out in a massive way it was almost like sarkeesian said like hey you won the heisman a lot of people probably learning about you right now for the first time. want to let you know our entire game plan is to let the whole world know why you won the fucking Heisman. Yep. We're going to run you four times in the backfield, and then you're going to go out there. We're going to put you on this little white linebacker who was the, uh, the representative of Ohio State for the captains. Man. And whenever he waddled out there, and then Alabama had the guy that was just looking down mm-hmm. at him. I, I, I thought Ohio State was potentially in trouble. Early, good fight. Good fight, but they had too many dudes in Alabama. What a win. Congrats to Najee Harris, yeah. Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, old Dickerson getting on the field in uh-huh. the last play there. The big question mark around Saban's conversation about being the greatest of all time will be, you know, he went to the NFL, didn't succeed. Mm-hmm. Does that matter? No. Greatest coach of all time. Last night, though, a lot of people weren't happy with the way Waddle was being used. Waddle looked like he couldn't even walk, and then he'd get on a field, ran that drag route, looked like he was running a 4-2, 4-3. Then as soon as he gets off, it's like, oh, my God, that guy should have a walking boot on almost. Mm -hmm. He continued to play. The internet erupted, obviously. That's the only downside to anything that happened last night was Waddle playing through an obvious, very serious injury. As soon as he gets that one catch, they should have said, hey, all right, you got a catch. You showed the world that you're incredibly tough. Now we need you to just sit down, okay? Mm-hmm. Need you to do it for your sake. You're going to get a lot of money coming forward. Yeah. Love last yeah. night. Love the game. Congrats, Alabama. Congrats to Ohio State. We'll talk to Ohio State legend in the third hour, A.J. Hawk, oh. about last night. We'll talk to Darius Butler in about 19 minutes or so about what's going on in his world. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, normally scheduled for 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 1 p.m. Eastern Standard. Okay. okay. That is a little update for your calendars. Be a friend. Tell a friend because Aaron has to work today. Sure. Bump it up an hour. Of course. He's got press conference, 225, practice the whole thing. Wow. Okay. It is playoff Aaron Rodgers. Well, let's go. He'll be on from 1 o'clock Eastern Standard to about 120-ish. We'll go to a break. We'll all take a pee. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Ty won't eat anything terrible, so he'll be able to be here for this particular right. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday.
1: Good. Good, <laughs> good. Go. Then
0: at 125. Jarvis Landry. Oh, oh. the ju- juice? Yeah, we got we had a big show today. Wow. Today's going to be a big show. Let's get to it. Atone At Diggs is here. A lot of rumors cooking up in the NFL. How are you feeling? What are you thinking about?
1: Um,
2: let me be the first to send my condolences to you. Um, I feel bad. I feel terrible. You had this grand plan next year of being able to go out to dinner every weekend with Carson Wentz. But now that Doug Peterson's gone, seems like he's going to be staying in Philly. So I
0: apologize to you. That is tough because I was getting my hopes up yeah. Yeah. that Carson Wentz was potentially going to be the Indianapolis Colts quarterback next year. Mm-hmm. and I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with old Phil Rivers. Okay, Coach Reich already got a little emotional speaking about it. He says he only sees Phil playing quarterback for the Colts That's next year. Beautiful. But Phil said, uh, maybe, or I'll be wearing a ball cap on the side of the football field coaching that team down in Alabama. Yep. And everybody at ESPN, NBC, and everybody's like, hey, not so fast. Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can give you a lot of money to come in here and do this whole thing. So Phil's got a lot of options, obviously. Carson Wentz coming to Indy does seem like one that has settled down a little bit. But if the, the front office that wanted – Jalen Hurts also wanted Carson Wentz. Interesting. Uh, are they still going to want to move Carson regardless? Carson said he would have wanted out if Doug Peterson stayed. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, these are all coming out of the woods. You know what I mean? These right. rumors are coming out of the woods because Carson Wentz is deep in, in the a woods. tree stand. Right yeah. now. Yes, yeah. is. He is deep in the woods right now. There's just a lot of drama going on over there. Now there's a thought that Doug Peterson was trying to get fired. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get fired. He walked into that meeting and was like, hey, how about this? I ain't doing a fucking thing that you want me to do. (laughs) What's up? What's up? Oh, you want me to still coach here? What else do I got to do? Let me pick this up and break it. (laughs) You still want me to coach here? This is when you're looking for a fight to get out of a potential friendship or relationship. I think that's what Doug Peterson did whenever he walked into old buddy's office yesterday. He was like, I don't like the way you're looking at me. And he's like, well, I'm the owner of the team or so? Yeah, stop fucking looking at me. You- <laughs> <laughs> Give me that pen too. You think- I want to hire whatever coach I want to hire. You need yeah. to shut the fuck up. No, I'm not. It's my team. My own dog. Calm I'm, down. No, fuck you. I took my visor off. He did the whole thing. Oh. And they were like, "All right, you're fired." He's like, "That's what I thought," and walked out. <laughs> and now he's gonna be the Jets head coach. And now the Philadelphia Eagles are once again just in complete. Shitstorm of what the hell's going on over there.
2: You think uh, Nate Sudfeld's sitting in his room and he sees that Doug was just using him as a pawn in his endgame and turns up, hello, darkness, my old friend, a little bit longer? I'll tell you
0: what. Nate Sudfeld is the real victim of this entire thing in the Philadelphia Eagles organization. His name is synonymous with the Eagles tanking. Mm-hmm. Like, you think they were trying to win? They put Nate Sudfeld in the game. Yeah. Like, yo, Nate Sudfeld did not deserve that. What if Nate goes out there, by the way, and Taylor Heineke is all over the place? Ooh. By the way, he didn't. But what if he? <laughs> what if he did? Instead, the conversation is Nate Sudfeld, incredible Hoosier, Indiana yeah. University mm-hmm. Hoosier mm-hmm. football yeah. player. He's been on Eagles for a long time. He has played meaningful snaps before, but now he's known for as the guy that Doug Peterson was either trying to lose a game with or inevitably a team started fighting their coach for putting him in the game at Boston Connor. uh,
3: How do you feel about that? Sudfeld's (laughs) going to be fine. He's going to be a VP at JP Morgan in no (laughs) time, but I'm looking forward to the draft right now. And honestly, I don't get the whole Mac Jones thing. I mean, especially because he's got the Heisman wide receiver, all those massive linemen who are walking out to coin tosses. I just don't want the Patriots to take Mac Jones. That's my wow. biggest worry right now.
0: So you just put your evaluation cap on, and yeah, you said Mac
3: Jones is not a quarterback for your team.
0: you oh. your quarterback this year through six touchdowns. Uh-huh, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> so
3: I know a Mac Jones, Jones almost quarterback. Threw that. Mac Jones almost threw that in the first half yesterday. Yeah. yeah, to Devontae Smith. So if we can get Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, and the entire Alabama offensive line, maybe even Sark comes up too, then maybe, but you can't do that.
0: I will say, it is interesting. I haven't watched enough film, like uh-huh. you obviously. Oh yeah, I have a ton.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Mitt was letting me know. He gave me this whole rundown. He put together an Excel sheet for me. Nice. Okay. The... uh I don't know how that has anything to do with what we're talking about right now. I'm you're, Matt trying,
0: Jones. you're trying to slip in something else. Yeah, we what are you,
3: in? No, I'm not trying to slip anything in. That's what you're doing. You're uh, now I in. just remember what you guys were talking about. I am not so trying why to slip in. Would you, would you even in? bring up Mitt? Because Mitt's watched uh, basically every single Bama game, college football game that's been played this year. Why is that? Yeah, but nobody knows that, so why would you say that publicly? Like, nobody
0: thinks that Mitt is the authority on fucking film watching of Alabama, <laughs> so Mitts? why would you bring that up? You
3: <laughs> haven't seen Mitt's
0: film room? Oh, we heard about it. Yeah, exactly. That's what you we're trying to do anyways. No. Uh, Michael Lombardi, former general manager for the Browns and yeah. coaching assistant, and all that shit for uh, Belichick, he said basically, whenever you talk about Mac Jones and other quarterbacks, that you have to look at every single throw in two different fashions. Was that a scheme completion or was that a quarterback completion? Ooh. So in college football, everybody's wide-ass open, it seems like. If yeah. you have great athletes, your guys are wide-ass open. And I've said this on record numerous times, I think I could win a Heisman right now if I was to go back and play quarterback, strictly because if you put me on a team where I could stand there and guys are going to be wide open, I can make every throw. Yeah. Okay, So yeah. I, I can make every throw. And there, the thing that Mac Jones does have, though, is because of Sarkeesian's offense with the motion, he has been able to dissect defenses. Mm-hmm. A little bit. And now, granted, college defense are very elementary compared to NFL defenses, and normally you can just look at the safety, to tell very quickly what's going on but he was able to do that at a very high rate this year okay make decisions quickly but it does feel like a lot of the passes that were completed yesterday were mostly scheme completions which isn't mac jones fault but mac jones is going to have to prove i believe Mm -hmm. over the long haul here that he can put a ball in a keyhole if he has to because in the nfl we've seen some quarterbacks get into the nfl they had great schemes in college but they don't they're not used to guys not being wide ass open and then maybe they don't pull the trigger. Tua Tonga-Valoa down in Miami. Mm-hmm. There was a, even a beautiful mic'd up moment between Ryan Fitzmagic and Tua, I believe it was in yeah. the Denver game, where Ryan Fitzmagic actually looked at Tua and he said, hey, some days it's just going to have to be one-two and you're just going to you're just gonna have to basically throw it. And Fitzmagic was basically saying, like, and if it's a pick, it's like, you're going to have to just start throwing the ball because you get scared to kind of start double-clutching a little bit because in college, guys are wide open. The NFL, if somebody has a half a yard, like that's open. That's, You've got to put that ball right there that's why joey burrow has been so impressive because yeah. he can mm-hmm. put it in there herbert's throwing the spots and i think that's why you hear all these people complimenting these young quarterbacks because they're doing things that four-year five-year vets in the nfl mm-hmm. do where normally a lot of young guys are a little bit hesitant scared to throw guys open now will mac jones let that thing slang i mean i looked at his body yesterday after it <laughs> looks like oh, yeah he has a good time it feels like i'll be i'll be intrigued to see most quarterbacks, by the way, bad body. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, there's like shooters in basketball. Like, they, there's mm-hmm. no reason. Now, Andrew Luck, yoked, okay? there's other, There's been quarterbacks that have been absolutely yoked, but normally they want to be rather loose with the whole thing. Now, they have to be tough, durable, because they're taking a lot of shots, but you're not seeing a lot of normally yoked up quarterbacks for a reason because it's just like a basketball shooter like you don't need to be all tight like that Mm -hmm. mac jones i'll be excited to see how he is in the nfl and fields by the way i'll be pumped to see how he does in the nfl as well i think i don't know if last night is anywhere near enough to jump trevor lawrence he made a couple great throws Mm -hmm. led a couple great drives and everything like that but i feel like trevor lawrence is pretty much locked into one field's probably number two Zach Wilson, everybody's saying, is probably mm. number three. Mm. And then Mac Jones, is Mac Jones number four in there?
1: The, yeah. uh, this morning, ESPN had a mock draft of the Colts actually taking uh, Mac Jones in the first round. Uh-huh.
3: Oh, wow. Well. Which is weird. Cause he- <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's up, man?
3: He does feel destined for the Bears, but
1: I Whoa. guess Frank
3: loves him. Nobody
0: knows it. who fuck whose mock was it.
1: It might have been Maziano's. I can't. I'm <laughs> Not positive. Like,
0: Maziano's out here doing mock drafts. Uh, it might
1: have been early mock drafts. It, it might have been. I, I do not remember who it was credited. Hey, to, it if it mock. ain't
0: Todd or Mel, I don't want to fucking hear. It. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Man, could you imagine? Because Zach Wilson would probably be sitting there, I guess, or they have Zach already taken. Yeah, I think
1: Todd has is going,
2: uh, uh, is Zach Wilson go number two overall as quarterback, number four to the Falcons.
0: Yeah. By the way, Zach, great athlete. I think like yeah. he'll he'll test well. I think mm-hmm. whenever people, yeah, I think he'll test very well, and he has some film this year that makes you think like, okay, guy's a stud potentially, but boy. We're not in the
3: evaluation game. Mack to Indy. <laughs> no, no, we're not. Mack no, really. to Indy. A little bit. All
0: roads should not lead to Indy. I'm sick of that, okay? <laughs> Why?
3: It's <laughs> the perfect place for a QB.
0: Every basic-ass white quarterback, <laughs> send him to Indy. Yeah! Like, Come on! Perfect! <laughs> Come on! Let's not be scared to go get a basic-ass white dude up in Detroit that can sling the ball all over the yard. And we know he will not be scared to throw it into double, triple coverage if he has to because he can make every single throw. And let's save that guy, okay? Let's save him from Detroit. Mm. That guy has sacrificed his back his neck, yeah. both of his hands, what? ankles, knees, and his entire happiness to that goddamn city. Now, they have paid him handsomely. Yes, but hands- it is maybe a time for Chris Ballard and Jim Irsay to extend a hand for a guy that's been drowning in money and sorrows up there in Detroit and say, hey, pal, come on down to an actual football team. Come on. That would be awesome. Come Pat, on. no
4: disrespect to Phil Rivers at all, of course. But well, we all watched that game on Saturday and we said – if Matthew Stafford's the quarterback of the Colts, they win this game for sure.
0: By the way, we have said that. Not everybody has said that, though, no, by the way. Really? I've learned from the internet that every, not everybody has the same narrative about Matthew Stafford that I do because, <laughs> by the way, I don't think you watch any Detroit Lions games. right? Matt Stafford... Is a video game quarterback. Snud. It is unfucking believable watching him just pick apart. And there's no respect for him because his team sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. And they're not even gonna be able to hire the guy from the fucking 15 minutes down the road who might actually like the Lions organization. <laughs> Bob Salah. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be fucked for a long time.
4: Pat. Chris Pat.
0: Spielman's gonna be running the shit Oklahoma drills in the front office. <laughs> Let's go. It's up, to
2: I had this thought last night, like, if Ben retires, like, Stafford would be awesome. But then I realized that with Stafford comes Evan Foxy's oh, fandom. Yeah. So be careful what you wish for.
5: Yeah, you're right.
2: Exactly. You're right.
4: I actually do think the more and more I think about it, Stafford's just going to stay in Detroit. Couldn't you see that happening? Yeah,
0: well, it's one of those things, just like Deshaun Watson, where it's like you've been looking for a quarterback. You're not going to come into yeah, a job I mean, and say, you know what, got a quarterback. Let's get rid of him.
4: First <laughs> move. I don't see Stafford being like,
0: yeah, trade me. Like, he could, see, but. That's the thing. Stafford would have to raise hell. Yes.
1: And that's- at this point, you know, I mean, I feel like he's such a laid back, like, good guy. He won't do it. But why doesn't he just go in there and be like, fuck you guys? I'm not playing for you next year. Get rid of me. Yeah. Get me out of here. Wouldn't that be
0: awesome? One morning, yeah. he just wakes up. Somebody pissed him off somehow. Yeah. Maybe somebody, maybe a uh, Lions fan one license plate cuts him off. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and he's like, Yes, motherfucker. I'm done. And he goes in, he, he sleeps, and maybe his bed breaks, and the D, the Detroit water isn't working. He can't <laughs> even shower. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and his internet's obviously not working. Oh, Terrible. No, and he just says, You know what? Too fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes right in and says, I'm out of here. Trade me now, or I'm not, I'm retired. He pulls the Carson Palmer.
3: You either trade me or I'm retiring. He should do it. He should call Doug Peterson and be like, "Hey, man, how do I get released? <laughs> what, what am I supposed to say to my owner to get his ass to just cut me?"
0: Doug's gonna say, "Just walk in there and basically say everything he says is stupid." <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you want to hire that coach? That's stupid. You want to do that? That's stupid. Well, Matt, uh, just well, what about you know? Why don't we go and get some offensive linemen
0: for That's you? stupid. <laughs> okay, I don't know, what about a running back? Yeah, that would be awesome. He would never do it, but no, uh, no, no chance. He's he should. No. And by the way. Will never get talked about because he doesn't do media, Mm-mm. doesn't do anything. It's Too just like, just kind of, I'm just gonna go do my job and kind of just disappear into irrelevance because <laughs> the franchise yeah. that drafted me and that number one overall pick because they were so bad the year before, they drafted me and I'm just a loyal team guy. Gotta respect it.
4: Yeah, it's selfishly for I want him to stay so bad, but he has every right to say, "Get me the hell out of here."
0: And he won't. No, he won't. Mm-hmm.
4: And we're going to have Dan Campbell running the show here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. I can't, yeah. wait. If you're lucky.
0: I can't wait. If you're lucky. Now, just think about all the shit storms that Stafford has been through. Up to oh, that hey. Let alone the fans, okay? But Stafford's been through some. Oh. Schwartz. Okay, there was Schwartz almost fought. I yeah. mean, that was yeah. fought at yeah. one point. Yeah. Then, I mean, Jim Caldwell <laughs> comes in. He's a steady hand. He's doing good. So the franchise is like, get him out of here. Finally, you like can't somebody. Can't have this. No. Too many winning here. Too many opportunities. Nine wins? Calvin Johnson said, see you later, Matt's, Matt's like, God damn, I had the best wide receiver of all time. <laughs> and you guys forced him out and made him pay you back. Then he fired him. Matt Patricia comes in. You, We all know how that ended up working <laughs> out. Slay. Didn't have any fun for three years. <laughs> no. And now you got us doing Oklahoma drills in a goddamn locker room. <laughs> yeah. Dan Campbell and Chris Spielman.
2: Player, coach, he lines up on tight end and goal line. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Jesus. That'd be Your awesome. defense in the league last year. Bro. Ugh. Oh yeah, what's new? Should he
0: not say "Get me out of here, dude"? He should. I just don't think he will. He's got. He's just a quarterback uh, that we're going to push for to get out of there. But <laughs> he'll be joining us today. Uh, in uh, about and about again. forty minutes or so. Don't have get, to, up. Don't have to push it if the
1: front office
0: is pushing <laughs> hey, it. Hey, listen, too. the Packers could this off season, say, "We apologize for everything. Here's a seven year deal." Screw yeah, it up.
1: They could and they should. Here's $30 million a year for the rest of your career. <laughs> Is that enough? And then once you retire, you can take over ownership of the team.
0: So you
3: 51% from the fans. Exactly. Like, Sign Godwin.
0: Godwin, CG, yeah. what we call him, on Mic'd Ups with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Best hands Tom's ever seen. Oh, yeah. First round of playoffs, if you're not. Oh, <laughs> oh let's see. Not good. He's unbelievable though. Yeah. Nice yeah. to
2: like, a little more juice. John Tom had a little more juice in the first round. The
0: True. Playoff. Oh yeah. He's a little bit more dialed in. Ball's coming in. A little I ain't got too fucking hot. time for anything, okay?
2: It's he was, playoffs. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he was hitting dummies on the run. Oh,
0: got time for that shit. At Viva Lizita before we get to this break, because Darius Butler will be joining us on the other side. Hey. What is your poll of the day? I feel like this one's gonna get large.
4: Oh yeah. Who's the best quarterback left Ooh. in the playoffs? Great question. Uh last place, Tom Brady at 5%. Wow. Josh Allen, 12.2%. Patrick Mahomes 19.9% and Aaron Rodgers 62.9. Yep. A lot of people said Lamar should have be been on there. Baker. We didn't put him on there.
2: No one said Baker should be on there. A lot of, a lot of,
4: a lot of bronze fans did, yeah. Oh yeah.
0: They beat the shit out of the Steelers. <laughs> they, they, did. Did. They, did. They, did. they did. Baker Mayfield beat the living piss. No, no. no. <laughs> <Clean>. <laughs> yeah,
3: he, <did>. he retired, <laughs> Big Ben. He retired. And oh, holy shit. Amp- no, no. Wow.
0: You
2: watch that game. He still stinks. Whoa. No, whoa. He- Jarvis whoa.
0: Landry had like 100-some yards yeah. away. Yeah,
2: yeah Jarvis had to. You oh, should have oh, seen him catch
5: it.
0: Okay,
6: you Steelers fans still
4: just can't get over it. Some people were saying Bama could have beat the Steelers. Whoa. I didn't say it. We didn't say it. Some people.
0: Whoa. Listen, anybody that's saying a college team is beating an NFL team. <laughs> normally not taken very seriously. <laughs> Here we go. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, the 2020 NFL MVP, officially named first-team All-Pro. The team he plays quarterback for is number one in the NFC, so all roads to the Super Bowl have to go through his home turf, ladies and gentlemen. Aaron Rodgers.
3: Yeah! What's
0: up, dude? Hey, buddy.
7: <laughs> hey, man. Work edition.
3: Yeah,
0: Working. yeah. Are you at work right now? Where are you at? Are you in the locker room? You're in the back room? What's going on? I'm,
7: yeah, I'm in the back room. Uh,
0: I see you got press in like uh, 20 or an hour and 25 as well. I assume a lot of the things we talk about here, you're going to get questioned about again. So let's get to it. Congrats on the $500,000 donation to the Barstool Fund. That's absolutely awesome. Hell yeah. Absolutely awesome. What made you do that? How would you get into it? How did it all work out? That was really cool to see unfold, brother.
7: yeah, thanks buddy. i've been I've been following uh, El presidente on social media for a while and i've I've enjoyed his takes on many different things and and when he got kind of challenged, uh, I was wondering how he would respond. And initially, it was, hey, here's five hundred thousand dollars. you take it. you figure out how to go with the money. That changed pretty quickly into him and his uh, and his folks there figuring out how to uh get the money out it's just an amazing deal what they're doing i mean to be able to not only change people's lives uh, and livelihoods but to do it in such a timely fashion i mean the money is going out 24 to 72 hours and i think there was just such a need if you look around uh our environment today it's not like the government is really helping uh anybody out in a timely fashion. I mean, it took forever to figure out uh, how to give $600 checks away and then, you know, <laughs> may or may not get to 2000 at this point. That's not life changing money. Bingo. What Dave and his, and his folks are doing with the barstool fund is life changing money. It's sustainability for these people. And I think that's, that's the thing that you you gravitate towards the most is just not having a reliance on the government to, to help uh, help you out. Because obviously they've shown that's not going to be the way they're going to do it. I mean, they've put these rules in place. They're not even following their own rules. I mean, don't, no. you know, how many people have gotten caught? Don't travel. Don't leave the state. Oh, here's so-and-so on a vacation. Oh. Don't. Go, oh, here's so-and-so at a salon. Don't, don't eat out at a restaurant, you know, unless you're wearing a mask and, and separate. Oh, here's a picture of uh, the governor of California violating those rules. Oh, public schools are closed, but I can send my kids to a private school in person school, and It's like, I mean, for us to, to count on the government to help us out is is becoming a joke at this point. So what's happening is guys like Dave and his staff and all the amazing people who've donated money, this is people helping people. This is money going directly to save businesses. A lot of these have been in business for 10, 20, 30, 50, 95 years, one of them. And you watch these videos, how can you not be moved by, by the work they're doing? I mean, you're putting a face to all these names and, and where the money's going, and it's it's just so exciting. So, like I said on on the Instagram with Dave, you know, it's really a call to action for those of us who can donate. Let's donate. Let's help. Let's help our our brothers and our sisters out because we these are our people. We're all we got. If you if you can't donate, if you're as affected as so many people are, let's spread the word. You yep. know, in our age group, Pat, you know, you and I, in our mid and late thirties, like so many of our friends uh, at this age are starting to own businesses. You know, they're they're small business owners, and this is. The pandemic is obviously uh, killed business, and and you know a lot, I've talked on this show and, and at my locker about kind of the uh, the part that doesn't get talked about a lot with the pandemic is the mental part, and you know the the suicide network having you know 400, 000, 400, four hundred thousand four hundred four thousand percent increase in the amount of calls they're getting, uh, you know people are hurting not just financially uh, but mentally, and I think this is such a great message of hope uh, that there is. People, there is good Samaritans out there who are going to come step up and help out. So spread the word. There's a lot of opportunity. There's more money coming in every single day. Elon Musk got on board with it. Uh, you know, a big shout out and an alert to my my, my people in, in Northern California who've been so affected by the fires, the three huge fires in the last few years. You know, the fire in Santa Rosa area, the fire in Redding, 70 miles from where I grew up, and then the fire in Paradise, really 15 minutes from where I grew up. Like there's a lot of people hurting, so if you're in that area, and you got a long-term business and you're trying to just make ends meet, like reach out. There's going to be some good opportunities, not just with the Barstool Fund, but with some other stuff uh, that we're going to be doing in the area to to get some get some help. You know that uh, probably the government at this point is is uh, is not going to not going to give you. We've seen you know they they drop a 500-page bill and millions and, and in some cases billions of dollars going to other countries like it's not like they're keeping this money back on the home front for trillions us. i think at this
0: point <laughs> I, I think it's yep. trillions at this point and by the way aaron i also donated as well whenever i saw you do it i thought it was beautiful because you getting involved with it will bring others into it the fact elon's in it it's people helping people private citizens helping private citizens and it's a beautiful thing we appreciate the hell, hell
7: yeah Good on, good on you and the boys. Hey, I'm not surprised.
0: Hey, yeah, you should run for president, maybe. I mean, I'm sure people have told you that. Very well spoken, <laughs> handsome man, accomplished man,
1: very intelligent. Hey, ma- hey,
0: dude, let me be the press secretary though. If that happens, can I can I be the press secretary? Come out every single well, first, day. And-
7: yeah, you know, first I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some uh, some knowledge on you. I don't know if this is out yet, but you know, one of my idols growing up was Alex Trebek. You know, and and being being able to be on Jeopardy years ago, even though my wardrobe outfit wasn't the greatest choice. No, no, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> Everybody's dress is very bad on that show. They're
7: they're doing some uh, some guest hosting spots, and it's going to be, be released here pretty soon. But I have the opportunity to do one of those. Let's oh, go! Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you watch Ken last night? Did you watch? Ken? I, no, I didn't see Ken last night. I was I was watching uh, watching. Uh, some film and and, uh, checked in on the uh, college football championship as well for a little bit, but I'm excited about that opportunity with Jeopardy. You're going to crush
0: it. Hell Ken man. Jennings did everything that he could last night. Good show. Show must go on. Jeopardy's too good. I also am a watcher. Would never want to go on the show because I get one right maybe every 30 minutes. So not really my thing. But I can't wait to watch your episode. Pumped about it. Let's talk about the game this weekend that you were watching film on. Everybody's talking about, obviously, Devontae and Jalen. And then you talk about Aaron Donald, who's an absolute monster. And that Rams defense. And who knows what's going to happen on the other side of the ball. You don't have to worry about that. What are your thoughts about this Rams team coming into Lambeau? I mean, they seem to be pretty stupid. on that defensive side
7: yeah well you know they hit a rough stretch late in the season um you know where they lost a few games in a row and came down to week 17 with a win or potentially go home scenario and they came out and played a really good football game uh, and beat uh beat Arizona to, to get in and and then obviously they played really well against an opponent they know uh, and played against you know twice a year. It's a really talented team, you know, on both sides of the ball. On defense, you have you know a generational type player in Aaron Donald, and pretty much the same for for Jalen as well. I remember playing against him as a as a rookie in the Jacksonville years ago, and and he was playing nickel most of that game, but you could just tell with that body type and that. Uh, that wingspan his ball skills, he was going to be really special. And and he's obviously turned into one of the top guys in the league. And, uh, he's, uh, as opposed to some guys in the show, I've teased about not being great trash talkers. I think he's probably a pretty good. trash <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, He's gotten some folks,
0: you know, playing with him or playing against some Colts Jags or whatever, getting a chance to listen to Jay, That's why I always enjoyed. I'm like, this dude is a showman out here too. Like this guy, Uber competitive, but also a showman. I enjoyed a lot. Um, Are you growing a playoff beard?
7: Uh, Yeah, I'm letting it go a little bit. Uh, I'll do the same.
0: I'll do the same. Are we doing playoff beards?
7: Yeah, why not? I'm. I can't really tell if yours is coming in a whole lot, but I, if 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 the mustache grows better, then maybe just stick with the mustache, Pat. No
0: mustache is bad. If I could grow I
7: one guy, one guy on your staff who can grow a killer mustache. Ty Schmidt, he
1: actually <laughs> almost came in with it. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. Those are the entire thoughts. Ty, what do you got? Uh, Aaron, obviously, everyone always talks about Lambo, how cold it's going to be, and everything. Can you remember what it was like? Being a NorCal uh, guy, like the first time you played there, like, how tough is that going to be for golf or some of those other guys? Because there's really no way they can replicate the like what it's going to be like, right?
7: Yeah, it's tough just because there's so many different factors, I think, that you have to deal with, not just the footing, but um, the uh, humidity and how the ball feels on your hand, uh, how the ball comes off, if there's any type of precipitation, which in this case, based on the weather, would be snow. Uh, that changes uh, how the ball comes off as well. So there's a lot of things that you – Got to figure out in a short amount of time the ball definitely feels differently as it gets below 30 um, which we're expecting uh, on saturday afternoon evening um so it's it's definitely a change i remember we didn't have a, a lot of uh, late games in 05 and 06 but in seven we had a couple uh that i would say miserable games i was on the sidelines for both but we played in chicago which is one of the coldest environments ever. I mean, we always talk about the frozen tundra, but uh, the, the frozen lake effect uh, of Chicago is tough.
5: <laughs> oh,
4: yeah. Underrated,
7: 07, <laughs> late, In 07, late in the year, we played in Chicago, and it was gusting to 50 miles an hour, and I remember walking on the field in pregame before, and the field was so crunchy and, and long, you could make an indent, and it was like a four or five inch indent in the in the surface. And I was thinking, man, are we going to actually play on this field? <laughs> And I was so damn cold on the sideline the entire time. And then, you know, we made a run with the NFC Championship and played in minus 24 wind chill against the Giants that year. That was brutal as well. Uh, I didn't play in either of those two games, um, so I didn't know what it was like necessary to play in that type of environment. But it was it was really, really cold. Then in 2008, my first real cold game, we played in Chicago on a night game later in the season and the night before it was minus 40 and I was thinking how the hell are we going to play oh. minus 40 <laughs> and it warmed up to the chill of minus 16 that night uh that's definitely a shock to the uh to the did you get hypnotized? My body
0: did you get hypnotized because you said you last week we asked about it because of how big of an advantage it is for everybody to have to go through lombard or lambo in the way you played in that blizzard the other week you almost played better and you said that you embrace the suck basically you think it sucks less than other people do did was there like a real thing you had to go through to get to that or did it just naturally come whenever you started competing
7: Well, yeah, it wasn't any uh, hypnotism uh, per se. I heard it 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 works. Mental gymnastics for sure. A lot of it is in your mind. It's it's, uh, the saying mind over matter, I think, uh, definitely does apply when it gets really, really cold. Because there's some things you can do that don't help. And one is stand by the heater. Because you're making that extreme from the warmth you feel standing (laughs) next to that warm spew it out some you know 100 degree heat to going back on the field when it's in the negative wind chill temperatures that extreme actually makes you colder so you have to be smart about uh how much your body temperature fluctuates and that's just something i've learned over the years
0: my move because i didn't have to go out on the field much was uh i would get one of those big uh burka like thing or what are those mm-hmm, things yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. yeah big thing and I'd turn it backwards, sit on the heated bench. Oh. So then that thing's locking me in there. Ooh. And then whenever it was like second and long, and it looked like it was about time, I would take that thing off, just sprint down to where I had to be, go punt. Then we're heading right back into the igloo, my friend. <laughs> heading right back in there. But I didn't have to actually play. So there's a couple different worlds there. I know we have to let you go. You're in, a busy, uh, in the middle of a massive time. Good luck this weekend. Did you also hear that uh, every piece of alien information that our government has has been released today? Yep.
7: Today,
3: yeah, yeah, was, yeah CIA I mean, released over like ten thousand documents
7: about it. Yeah, we had. A, col- give, uh, give me the Cliff Notes because that's that's uh, literally no cliff-
0: literally <laughs> just got released. So you're learning. We know as much as you do. Connor did do a quick scan. Uh-huh. There was one particular page that was downloaded like one point four million times. Yeah. So there seems to be a couple pages that have really caught some attention out there.
7: And what are they saying? They're they're among us. I'm assuming, or you'd be one you know, of what, them. What they actually, disclosed another 180-day thing that was put yes. into this 500-plus-page stimulus package that snuck an addendum that they have to like release some sort of information. There's been a lot of talk about disclosure over the last many years. Um, I'd be surprised if there's any mass disclosure at this point, but as you know, Pat, as we've talked about, they're out there. They're out <laughs> there.
0: <laughs> I talked about your own (laughs) ball
7: going through the sky with the fighter
0: jets, how I wish that would happen to me one evening because I'm so in now, Elon, your guy, you're probably going to meet him now with this whole thing popping off. Elon, um, He's pumping out starships every three days, 5 million bucks per. It can hold like a 100 and some tons of whatever, LEO. It's cheap to be made. And if you can't afford it, no big deal. Hop in, send yourself to Mars. You can earn it back by planting some seeds on fucking Mars out there. I mean, we are in a wild
7: time, Aaron. What a great time to be alive.
0: (laughs) Good luck this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. What a guy, dude. Mm-hmm. So we're doing playoff beards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So that helps me a lot. You know what I mean? So I just don't <laughs> have to act like I even want to do anything
1: right now. <laughs> I might come in with a stash tomorrow. Have we'll to. See. We'll see. You have to do a playoff stash. Have yeah, to do a playoff probably. stash. Think, have to do it. I think probably so.
0: I thought he had to get hypnotized by the way. Because if those first two games you're walking on the field, like, are we even able to play here? And then all of a sudden you become the guy in the cold? Yeah. That's amazing that he has that type of mental control where he's like, nah, not that cold, no big deal. It sucks more for them than it does for me. Let's go ahead and dominate and play better than I even play whenever it isn't this cold.
1: There really is no way they can replicate that, though, yeah. right? Because they're not going to be going to Green Bay early uh, to, like, you know, get a practice in or anything. So, like, how, like, for a couple of those guys, that'll be the first. I mean, I know last week it was kind of cold in Seattle, but I feel like it's a completely different mm-hmm. ball game you yeah.
0: the, the thought of them turn on the air conditioner you Ooh. Know what I mean yeah maybe maybe that'll get you out there in la you mm-hmm. know what I mean <laughs> open up the open up the window so you get a breeze off the ocean then yeah. turn the air conditioner on the other side create a little thing yeah you can't replicate it just like you can't replicate the miami humidity either whenever you're potentially traveling south uh from a
3: northern team as patriots tried to do that they would practice indoors turn the uh heat all the way up to like 80 start running that's (laughs) what i'm talking about
0: Mm -hmm. you're gonna appreciate you're gonna thank you be thankful for this whenever you're dying on sunday (laughs) aaron's playing on saturday that's why tuesday big work day because every day gets moved up today is wednesday which is heavy workload day I'm excited for their game. Oh. And it, it's crazy because, uh, and we were talking before we got in here, um, back when the Chargers had Phillip Rivers and they were going to go on a tear. Remember, they didn't have home field advantage. They had to travel on the road. They get a win in wildcard weekend. Then they were supposed to go to New England and dominate New England because – people hadn't watched New England play for like a week. Yeah. And they had seen what Philip Rivers and the Chargers got, which was very hot. And it's almost we live in such a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately society that you completely forget it, even one week to the next because somebody steals the show. It feels like that's potentially a thought. I mean, a lot of people think the Packers are going to win here, but I guess it's getting fake Rams hot in the gambling Mm -hmm. world. I guess there's people thinking that the Rams have a legitimate shot. In my eyes, I don't know how Green Bay doesn't win by 14-20 to here. Honestly, I have no idea how they don't. What's that?
5: Tony. Tony's all in on Rams. I'm the,
0: I'm the only one, though. So. Yeah, but that's why Tone's in on the Rams. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, all of smart. us are on Fade the Packers. And Tone is very hot, though. Yeah. Tone yeah. is very, very hot. Yeah. Why are you in on the Rams? What do you think? I just think
2: that their defense matches up well, strictly because if Jalen could take away Devontae, I would like to see what the other weapons that we talked about in the offseason that they need more weapons, see how they do. And then the Packers' one weakness has always been the defending the run and Cam Akers went off for like one seventy last week. So that is game. interesting.
0: That yeah. is very interesting because it doesn't really matter who's playing quarterback then if they're just going to run the rock the entire time.
2: I, I would like to clarify I don't think
0: the Rams will win. Six and a half. That's
2: too much. But yeah. then but then we talked about the cold weather and I just pulled this up. Uh since entering the league, Goff has played twice in weather under thirty degrees. He's a thirty four point five passer rating, forty seven percent completion percentage, zero touchdowns, five interceptions. They're On the trying, other hand, very good. Rodgers has played in six of these games, games since 2016, throwing 10 touchdowns one interception, 108 passer rating, and 65.8 completion rate.
0: Yeah, so that's what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. That's, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> Joining us now is a man that had 92 yards and a tut on Sunday night. In a wild card victory for a franchise that hasn't had a playoff win in 24 years. Ladies and gentlemen, five-time Pro Bowler, wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns, Jarvis Landry. Yeah! What's going on, dude? What's going on? Hey, you're doing something awesome. I'd like to talk about it because you're doing something awesome.
8: All right, go ahead.
0: (laughs) I like what you did there. Um... Let me get this straight. So you're doing a Jarvis Landry game on sweepstakes. One winner will receive. Listen to this. Signed, personalized Jarvis Landry jersey.
1: Okay.
0: A Sony PlayStation PS5. What? Spray ground luggage. No idea what that is. Probably have a deal with them. I bet it's fucking awesome luggage. What? <laughs> and a fifteen-minute Zoom call or one-hour streaming session with Jarvis Landry on mutually agreed-upon date, and two tickets to the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. Wow. Oh hell yeah. Sweepstakes live now until February 15th, 2020. All donations, proceeds will directly benefit the Jarvis Landry Building Winners Foundation. The Jarvis Landry building, building Winners Foundation is a nonprofit organization dedicated to positively impacting the lives of children and families facing socioeconomic disparities and or chronic health conditions, cystic fibrosis. Uh, shout out to you to get involved in that. NFL auction com forward slash Jarvis Landry game on. Hey. I'm gonna sign up for that.
8: Yeah. What is spray- make sure you do? What is spray ground luggage? Man, it's a company that I've been with, man, for since I got into the league. I have a great relationship with them. You know, they're family, really, and uh, we have a great partnership going on. So, um, I'm excited to be able to have them a part of this.
0: Okay, awesome. Go to nflauction.nfl.com forward slash Jarvis Landry. Game on! And one winner will win all of that awesome shit. Uh, let's get to it. Hey. Hey, won a playoff game in Cleveland. (laughs) Hey, we talked earlier in the year, and uh, it was about how – the tide seemed to be turning for the Cleveland Browns. The culture shift seemed to be there. And I asked you, obviously, about how you felt about being one of the pillars of that culture changing. We all saw that on Hard Knocks. And then now here we are. You said it was kind of an entire building type thing. You go into Pittsburgh without your head coach, without numerous other people, against division rival, longtime rival. Obviously, the Browns is the Brown comment. Get a win on the road. I mean, that had to be one of the best trips back to Cleveland after that game of in the history of traveling with the NFL or could you guys not even really celebrate because of COVID protocols?
8: Yeah, we couldn't really celebrate because of COVID, man, but I think that was one of the best locker room experiences that I've had um, you know, after a win um since I've been in the league. And it was a big one. It was a huge one for for the city, for us as as players and obviously with all the things that's going on circulating from the COVID to, to losing guys and things like that, you know, it was a big win for us. How involved was Stefanski last
0: week? Was it like a voice of God-like thing? Did they have him on a little robot? What was Because <laughs> I see that tied uh, Peyton Manning on the uh, Segway, basically, where they're saying, like, drop your – was Stefanski on a Segway that you guys were just rolling around? <laughs> How did that work last week with the head coach being out?
8: Man, pretty much it, it, everything was pretty much the same. I mean, we only practiced – one time last week and i think that was for like maybe an hour so that was the only time we could get in the building so everything we did was virtual and obviously being that it was virtual he was able to be on all of the calls obviously he took a step back and let coaches that were going to be a part of the game you know coach but you know he still put his input in and things like that and um you know we knew what we were playing for we knew what we had to go do
0: at this point of the season how nice was the all virtual week i mean granted not great can't get into building circumstances. But as pretty obvious, earlier in the year when the Titans lost to the Bills, I forget, there was it was a Tuesday night game or something, Somebody the Titans couldn't practice for like nine days straight or whatever, and then they played and they won, and that was when the Bills were hot. I remember a lot of former players and current players coming out and saying, we've been saying this whole time, practice is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. you know? We've been saying this whole time, we don't need to be practicing or whatever. You guys, this late into the season, I would assume that a week off with, I, I mean granted, mentally you guys had to be dialed into the zoom calls and everything like that had to feel pretty good for the body and recovery is that something you guys are going to repeat this week you're like all right we're not practicing for the rest of the year let's go
8: ahead and run this thing yeah see i don't know how how it's going to work i think it just worked out that way and again you know which caused you to be on the details even more um when you're just on those zoom calls and you're not getting those live reps you know and and at the same time i think for us Going into this week, you know, we want to be able to practice. We want to be able to get out there and get some of the soreness out and mm. things like that. So, you know, that's that's part of it. You know, I, I'm a guy who I love to practice. So I love to be out there. I love to practice. But, you know, if the week came down to being a similar week like last week, I'll take it. Man,
0: you just said, like, everything that every fan... Would hope that a player on their team would say, like you know, like I, I assume you know that, right? Like I love the practice. Which, by the way, for me, if I didn't practice, I felt like I was going to be shit on Sunday. I think there's a lot of guys that feel that way, and there's some guys that can just take G days and take days off and everything like that. If I had a bad game, I wouldn't be able to do that. But hearing your star player say, like, I love the practice. I want to get out there. Cleveland is so lucky to obviously have you over there. Uh, a V P. Can you is that what you guys call him? Because it was right there on his mask. He had a hell of a night. What can you talk about? Him being a part of the game, the game, the the sideline conversation, the halftime conversation, the adjustments. Uh, did you guys expect that from him? Just knowing the type of guy, because Aaron Rodgers, who had was with him in Green Bay, was like, "Oh, A.V.P. is going to crush it." Basically, did you guys know that you guys had a weapon in him, and did you think he was going to be able to do what he did on Sunday night?
8: Yeah, I mean, I think I think he wouldn't be a part of this staff. I mean, just like knowing Kevin and 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 how he put together this staff, I think that like the chemistry between those two guys are extremely important. And it's been a part of our success, obviously, you know, obviously Kevin's been caught in the plays, but I think the good changeup of having AVP, a guy who knows the offense, a guy who knows, you know, what to expect out of a, a, out of a defense that the Steelers were playing being that he had been in division, you know, between the Bengals and, and here and stuff like that. So he knew what to expect and he could put his own twist on things. So, you know, I don't think they could have get a good beat on what we were doing offensively and, you know, that that definitely was to our benefit.
0: Hey, are there times when you line up and you're looking at, because wide receiver, obviously, you're dependent upon the quarterback seeing the same thing you're seeing, knowing that you're open and throwing you the ball and accurately and everything like that. But is there times where you look at a potential defense in a way it's set up and you go, oh, this ball is coming to me and I'm about to make a big play?
8: Yeah, that's that's like every time I line up, I, I think that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh God, no cap. No cap. <laughs>
0: So when you saw Bob Spokane lined up over top of you, you knew that there was a potential problem for old Spill Lane, like, hey, hey, Lane, good player, uh, huge neck, hits very hard, but you were in some deep shit right <laughs> now. That's immediately upon lining up. You think that all the time?
8: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that was just one of the things, again, I mean, AVP being in this division, knowing, you know, predicting coverages and things like that, um, and then trying to formulate these mismatches. And, you know, we got an opportunity to make a play, and we did.
0: How did you guys react to the Browns? As the Browns, obviously, we saw that it was a storyline. When was the first time? Was it on a Zoom call? I guess it had to be on a Zoom call, where maybe before a co- like, oh, okay. Here's a question: These Zoom calls are they like team meetings? Like everybody's in there, and then you're waiting for the coach to get there? So there's some side chatter, or as soon as you get in there, is it
8: directly quiet? Yeah, usually, usually, coaches on there, everything's quiet, and oh, you know, we just wait for him to speak, and then we break off into our you know individual meetings.
0: And in those individual meetings, you guys saw the Browns as the Browns, and that was when everybody talked about it.
8: Yeah, Liz, I, I again, I don't think it was something that everybody talked about, but I know that everybody saw and, and Got felt it. some type of way about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, you didn't yeah. have to. You didn't have to say on game day like, "Hey, you know, they talking shit over there," or he took saying shit. You know what I mean? It was just like one of those things that was understood, and we knew what we had to do. Like I said, the
0: Browns, by the way, the way that. I don't know if he directly meant it, but the way like Steelers fans talk, and a lot of people talk about the Browns being the Browns, is like, hey, this team is going to have potentially a good roster, but they're inevitably going to stink. You guys have completely flipped that. I mean... The football team that you guys have become this year has been awesome to watch. I mean, just absolutely awesome to watch. If other programs or or franchises are trying to do that, what is the most important thing? You just got to get a bunch of guys to buy in. You got to have a guy who's a leader of your team, who's not scared to yell at his position group if they suck in the middle of training camp, and then he also loves practice. Like, what do you need to kind of flip around a program? Because you were there before, and then you're there now. What do you think is vital to the the whole process?
8: Um, First of all, I think it's leadership. Um, Top down, you know, and making sure that I think the biggest thing like for me being here, um, you know, just the lines of communication. You know, I think that, you know, you've been in a prestigious organization, historic organization where you know, you know some things. When you're a younger player, you don't even pay attention to things. Don't go on, and as you get older, you start to be more aware and tied into you know things that's happening around the building. So, I think that for for me recognizing this year, I think the leadership is obviously there. The experience is there. We had a younger 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 side, a younger team when I first got here. You know, so I think the experience is there. The leadership is there. And you know, I said this yesterday on Twitter. Like I've been always one of those guys that have always believed in, like, wanting to see people reach, like, the best that they can be, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then from there, being able to give them that mentality or help them create the mentality or whatever they need to have the confidence to do that consistently. And what I mean by that is just, like, being able to, like, hey, like, if it is a guy who likes to be quiet, then... All right, I need to figure out a way to get him in that zone. If there's a guy who likes to talk shit, I need to figure out a way for him to be able to be able to talk his shit whenever he want to talk his shit. You and if there's a guy what? that
0: loves money, let's figure out a way to motivate this guy. If he's in exactly. it for the money, if this guy's in it for the game, it's all types of that type of stuff.
8: Exactly. And you know this. You, you again, you've been in that type of organization, you know, and around these type of guys. Every guy is different. You know, you can't do the same thing with every guy. You know, and I believe that. When that becomes contagious and when, you know, your tight ends now they think that way, your, your running backs think that way now, your DBs think that way now, you know, that's the standard, you know, and we've, able, we, we've been able to create a standard here with the leadership that we have That's that's turned things around for us.
0: I always enjoyed that whenever somebody – I had, like, a coach, uh, assistant coach who was like, that guy's only in it for the money. It's like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, like, if he's only in it for the money, let's figure out how to make him feel like, okay, here. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, hey, you're in it for the money. Okay, you make more tackles, dude. Listen, you're, you're going to get more, mo- more hey, money. <laughs> hey, you're going to get more money, dude. Let's go. I don't care why you're here. Let's figure out how to make the best uh, Jarvis. Man, you know, you sound like most deaf a little bit. People tell you that?
8: (laughs) No, nobody's never said that.
0: (laughs) The first time I was talking to you, I heard most deaf the entire time we were talking. And I was like, I don't know if this is a shot or not. This time you start talking again. I'm like, "Ah, I can't. It's my mouth is just like has to fucking say it. So you sound exactly like most deaf compliment, man. by the way.
8: Thank you, brother. Thank yeah, you, no brother.
0: problem. Connor, what
3: do you got? Yeah, Jarvis, there was a report about uh, Baker Mayfield saying that he had to actually introduce himself to a couple guys on game day. Um, was there any time you were on the sideline cheering and you didn't even know who you were cheering for and then you had to introduce yourself to them on the sideline?
8: Man, I would say I would say, and I don't want to get my man name wrong, so I'm <laughs> going to say his number 62, Hance. Hance, I think his last name is. <laughs> I I saw him in the locker room before the game and had no idea, like, who he was. I'm not gonna lie. And then he actually came into the game and I'm like, oh shit, like I'm (laughs) playing. Um, but I mean listen, man, he came in and, and immediately JC Treder, again, a guy who's a leader, I think he played with A Rod a little bit in Green Bay, you know, so he's he knows what it what it's like and you know, he took them immediately and talked to him through protections and things like that. I, I think it was his first day, dude. I don't even think he was even in the meeting this this week.
0: Any conversation about it being a playoff game and like like did you feel any difference in the team's mentality or is it you know the cliche that everybody won their division they got the one not done with the won and everybody's talking about how this isn't enough but you guys get in the playoffs for the first time in a long time you have a chance to win the first playoff game in 24 years was it a different mentality going into the game or did it feel as if it was regular season game like do you feel as if your browns team is incredibly comfortable with success at this point it's like hey we got work to do does it feel like that
8: Yeah, a lot of it does feel like that, you know, a lot of it does feel like, hey, like, you know, the game's over, celebrate for an hour, you know, and then it's like everybody got that look in their eyes again, you know, and that never satisfied type of attitude is something that it's going to take. I mean, because you look, you you think about teams that, you know, go on their their runs and, you know, get excited and think that they're going to win the Super Bowl and, you know, they go 1-5 and to finish the season. You know what I'm saying? So I think for us, we got to continue to be never satisfied, and that's something that I see in every guy's eyes after the game. Um, And I think that that's something to be excited for. What do you stream on Twitch? You stream on Twitch? What do you do? Twitch, YouTube. What do you play? Call of Duty, man. Call of Duty and 2K.
0: Oh, you just kill people, huh? You're just sniping people. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Taking it out on them.
8: You're good, huh? Yeah, car 90 Juice, that's what they call me, headshot. Ooh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you talk shit the entire time too, or is it uh is yeah, it a quiet? Game? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Hey
8: no, you, nobody know who I am on here, so well I, now they do, but nobody know who I am on here, so. Hey,
0: if you ever get in the Oculus arena, just wanna let you know that's where I battle. Okay, that's where I do battle at in the Oculus. Huh?
8: UFC? No, the oh, Oculus. Virtual Reality. Oh, bro. Oh,
0: yeah. um, I was never a gamer. I stink. I can't control my life with two thumbs. I get carsick in there, and I get killed immediately upon entering into any little world that you have to enter. It's, it's a fucking terrible time. Always has been. Always will be. This Oculus thing, though, I'm all in, Jarvis. I'm all, you play ping pong against people from all over the world, and it feels like actual ping pong.
8: Man, I never did it before. I was tipped to buy one of those things, but I never did it before. Maybe I'll do it now.
0: I gave them too much free advertising. You should fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, It's unbelievable. Ty, what do you got?
8: Jarvis, how much do you guys relish being
1: the underdogs? Because it seemed like last week, you know, I mean, you guys were obviously confident, but with all the people being out due to COVID and everything, no one was giving you a shot against the Steelers. And now it seems like it's the same thing. It's like, oh, you know, you guys are going against the defending champions and the Chiefs. Like, no one's giving you a shot. How much do you guys relish uh, taking that on.
0: Yeah, you guys are going to get smacked or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah.
8: yeah, listen, man, listen, I, again, that's been part of the the outside perspective of the Browns since I got here. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, maybe it's been, you know, the thing around the Browns. I mean, nobody really wants to play for the Browns in a sense, you know what I'm saying? So I think when I, when I got here, I mean, I always understood that we were going to always be the underdog. We was going to always be the team that everybody expected to you know lose the game or whatever it was so um i think now that guys just don't pay attention to it we know what we got we know who we are um and we've been ignoring the noise and that's part of you know any great team you got to ignore the noise success or failures
0: um have you talked to obj at all has he been in contact is he in the zoom any does he have any contact still with the team or anything like that
8: um, yeah, me and him talk. Me and him talk. I'm sure he talks to other guys as well.
0: He snipes too, right? I've seen highlights of him just killing right. people out there mm-hmm. too.
8: Yeah, he that boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are good, huh? You, is he better than you? You guys battle? Yeah. Listen, man, listen, we, we be on the same team, you know what I'm saying? Smart. You can't compare that. Smart. LSU. <laughs> just, put, just put the No. No, exactly. Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. whole, uh, exactly. Smart. All he see is the wins, baby.
0: <laughs> uh, Jarvis, we appreciate your time, man. Good luck this weekend.
8: Thank you, brother.
0: Hey, no, We we really do appreciate your time when you come on here. I know you don't do a lot of interviews or whatever, so I appreciate you.
8: No, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you, guys, man. No Keep problem. going at it, too. I love hey, y'all.
0: Hey, we appreciate that. See you in the Oculus Arena, dude. I'm fucking unbeatable at ping pong on there. Just want to hey, like the four-
8: we don't see you, man. Hey, see you. hey,
0: once again, nflauction.nfl.com forward slash Jarvis Landry game on. You could potentially win a signed jersey from him, a PS five, some luggage, a fifteen minute Zoom call, or one hour streaming sesh with Jarvis as you're killing people. Yeah, on a on whatever device, just sniping people's heads off, alongside maybe Odell. Hey, who knows? Oh. Who knows? Oh. It may, Ooh. might Ooh. happen. Might happen. Who knows? And two tickets to the Super Bowl in Los Angeles coming up. Uh, that's awesome, Jarvis. Appreciate you, man. Jarvis Landry, ladies and
1: gentlemen.
0: Yeah. He's really good at the football. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He's an intense guy, too, I think, like Mm -hmm. wherever he plays or whatever. He's got to be. I love practice, he said. And I always thought if I didn't practice, I would just suck, you know. Like, it was almost to a point where I had to, like, dial it back as opposed to do it just because I didn't have a lot of confidence in my ability to do my job because I had just learned how to do it when I got drafted into the NFL. Mm-hmm. There's other players. Robert Mathis, he was got guy that practiced literally every single mm-hmm. day. I think he felt as if he had to. It was awesome to see him. And then there were some players that, like, took days off or whatever, and they still balled on Sunday. It's interesting how you kind of got to, like, hey, however you – perform the best in games let's go ahead and do it now granted if you do no practice and do your thing and you suck like that's not going to last long. Yeah. but if you show up and do your job who cares hey who cares if you're out there on wednesday or thursday or not but then there's a lot of guys that feel oh the same way he does it's like need to be out there on the grass boys. Mm-hmm. i like
1: what he said too like you always talk about it like managing like 53 different guys like having different yeah. motivations yeah. and like everyone's got an ego everyone needs like Uh, You know a different way to like Actually be their best and like you really don't Hear that too often
0: well it's real Because people always well he's Only in it for the money it's like well who gives a fuck At least he's in it hey he's in it right Let's okay hey pal you play better We play better we Win guess what more money, mm-hmm. more money. I've had a lot of those conversations with guys that played special teams around the NFL because they're getting cut from a team each week. So it's not like they're invested in the team that they're currently at. They're just like, hey, I'm just trying to make some money here. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, this is this what we're gonna do. Then. Hey, I just need you to just beeline right for this dude right here. Yep. We'll take care of everything else and let's keep you around. Sounds good. And let's get you rich, by the way. Yeah. Let's get you all the fucking money. You got it. Hey, you might be all pro by the end of this whole goddamn thing. And make, you know how much money you're going to make doing that? A lot. Millions, we're talking mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll see you. And then you go to somebody else and go, that guy doesn't even know what team he's currently on, but he's going to get a lot of fucking money. He, <laughs> and that's currently at the other, like, who cares? You know, it's kind of like an interesting thing. That Browns team, though, incredible turnaround from being a complete laughing stock of everything laughing stuff, Yeah. on Hard Knocks, getting make, uh, getting mocked every single Monday immediately after the mm-hmm. Hard Knocks or whatever. I mean, it was very interesting, very interesting turnaround. What's up, Diggs? You didn't ask any questions, Jarvis? Yeah, well, oh, that was weird.
2: You you answer or you asked the question that I was going to
0: ask. What was, the
2: what was the question? About the Browns is the Browns. Huh. Oh yeah, we heard it.
0: Corvette, Corvette. Huh. What is, <laughs> What's Corvette,
4: Corvette? That's the that's song. Song, you know. song. you know. That's Juju's song. Tony. You no, know,
0: Tony.
2: Sorry, I'm not on TikTok. Juju's you know. theme song.
0: Oh, it, by the way, that made its way off of TikTok.
2: Uh, yeah, well, yeah. In, 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 into where we are. Music stinks. Yeah. Though, yeah. So.
0: Corvette. <laughs> My, interesting that they chose Corvette, Corvette to be the name of that song. Because there's like, what, seven to eight different titles potentially. Because there's just random sentences getting yeah, thrown right. in there. Exactly. Yeah. That's music, though. Great dance song, though. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. One of the best. Find a good logo. Oh, oh my geez. God, bro. Woo-hoo. Fucking Charles. Oh, 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 oh,
3: oh. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that, that
0: dude. <sighs> I mean, so sorry to interrupt, dude. Like, so, so sorry. Apologies. The conversation was going there.
1: It really was. You know? Mm-hmm.
0: And here we go, interrupting it like this.
1: Got paid bills.
0: What we're interrupting it with is something that matters, though. Oh, yeah. Are you the best version of you that you could possibly be, you think?
1: Definitely not.
0: Does your skin, hair, Anything else really that revolves around men's health? Is it at its highest that it could possibly be?
1: I mean, it could probably be better.
0: And that's the thing about it is there's a company out there that's a men's health brand Mm -hmm. that is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Okay, they are unbelievable. And that is Roman. Roman is a men's health brand that makes you and wants you to be the best version of you possible. Your hair fuller, your skin brighter, anything else you have going on, they want to take care of you. And they want to do it in a fashion that is most affordable. But it's not just skin, it's not just hair, it's not just everything like that. It's also whenever you go in and you go to do the love making. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The men's health brand wants to be your tag team partner and being the best you in all facets of your life. And did you know that if you are somebody who uh, doesn't have sex for as long as you would like, and we're not saying you go quick, hey, hey, maybe you just don't go as long as you want to go. Yeah. Maybe your sex life, you want it to go long, long, long time. Mm -hmm. You want to put on a show in there. You need to tag team partner with. Our friends at Roman with the Roman swipes. I love Roman swipes. These things show up at your door in discreet packaging. Nobody knows that you have a tag team partner that's small enough to fit in your back pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Nobody will even know that you have it. Then whenever it's time to, you know, do the deed. hmm When it's time to... Sling some salami. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know? Whenever you're out there with your baloney about to really make a sandwich, mm-hmm. and it's time to go, why don't you do it for a long, long time, Ty? You pull out the Roman swipe. Okay, you rub it on your tool, mm-hmm. your baby maker, yep. your magic stick, yes, your dipstick, mm-hmm. your how's it going, how you doing? Keep it moving, Pleasure Town, here we come, stick. Mm-hmm. Okay, you rub it on there; it'll dry quickly. It'll not transfer to your partner, and it is scientifically proven to make you last longer in bed
1: bologna sandwich, extra mayo. Long time making it. We
0: can't thank Roman enough. And right now you can get free two-day shipping on your Roman swipes. Get them in time for Thanksgiving next weekend. Get them in time for the holiday season. Stock up on these things for the winter, because I do believe we're getting locked back down.
1: Looks like it. In a
0: lot of places. Mm-hmm. So you know what time it is? Why not just have a little bit of a sex fest?
1: Might as well. <laughs>
0: go to getroman.com forward slash pat free two-day shipping on these roman swipes you will love them and so will she or he have a time of your life behind the closed doors with our friends at roman roman swipes and also make yourself the best you possible uh with everything else that the men's health brand has for you get roman.com forward slash pat back to the show uh, joining us right now, ladies and gentlemen, a man who told us to buy Bitcoin at, uh, what was that, like maybe 10000 or something like that. Yeah. It is experiencing a dip, so we'll see how confident he is in his little stocks and bonds and Bitcoins and all that stuff. Uh-oh. Ladies and gentlemen, nine year NFL vet, uh, drafted by the New England Patriots, played for the Colts and the Panthers. Ladies and gentlemen, host of the man to man podcast, Darius Buck. Yeah. Hey.
6: hey, Bitcoin's fellas, crashing. Fellas, fellas. Bitcoin's crashing, dude. A little pullback, minor pullback. What <laughs> happens? Hey. Minor pullback, still very bullish. You'll still be up, what, double? 150% since that show?
0: Well, I mean, I do believe that would be the that's No big deal. I watched a black card? W- hey, oh, <laughs> by the way, by Current, shout out to the black card from Current. You pull oh, a yeah. black card, by the way. You look, okay. bang,
6: bang, pow, pow. <laughs>
0: Let's talk about football. Um, Deshaun Watson, okay, when you and I played, and I'm not saying like uh, we walked up hills both ways, but it feels like there has been quite a – change of the tide of the way things go in the NFL. The NFL has always looked at other professional sports leagues, the NBA, MLB, and notice how much the players have more say in what the hell they want to do. And the NFL has never been like that, okay? Now, it feels like the players are getting a lot more power. In Houston, we've seen a couple different situations just this year. Allegedly, J.J. Watt, in the middle of practice, told Bill O'Brien he was sick of his shit, got fired a couple days later, and now Deshaun Watson was told by Cal McNair that he would be a part of the process of the hiring and he had a couple ideas and basically he was kind of shoved out of there and then casario was hired he he's upset about it he wants his way out this feels like a very different nfl right now and i think this is only going to the beginning of this whole thing too for the nfl do you agree
6: very, very different NFL. Don't forget about uh, Russell Okung getting half his salary in Bitcoin as well. So very, very different. And by the NFL way, since here. that, since
0: that day, yeah, dude, his contract—he's just <laughs> playing for free. Yeah, a couple times.
6: Every other game, basically <laughs> free for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. But yeah, uh, look but look. yeah, man. Players exercising their power, man. Obviously, um, Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, he has he has power. He has leverage. Um, quarterback in his prime, twenty five years old. Um, he is locked up got that no trade clause but he's I mean if they told him that he's going to be a part of the process I don't understand uh, why not follow through with that with that guy in the position that he's in you kind of bring Nick your new GM into a a, a, a rough situation you know he's got a smooth over um, you know with his franchise quarterback out the gate I think he'll handle it I think at the end of the day he doesn't move but if he does move you know, I know I know me and Gump would be excited about him coming down here to Miami oh, yeah. yeah yo I forgot about your Dolphins fanhood.
2: Diehard Dolphins fan, D-butt.
6: And by the way, the Dolphins
0: have the picks to make the move if they had to. Yeah, they have three picks within the first 35 picks of this draft already. One of them already being Houston's. If they wanted to send over two and three good picks, that'd be equivalent to four number ones in about a year or whatever. And then Houston gets a lot of draft capital, they get money off their books. They're probably going to have to cut JJ Watt, too. JJ probably going to be a free agent, that saves them 17 million. That, in the grand scheme of making your life easier. Would be the thing, but then you immediately have to find a quarterback that is worth a single fuck because that's all you're looking for <laughs> And Deshaun Watson is that guy. I mean, that is a that's a tough spot for Casario to get dropped into.
6: It, yeah, because it's tough. It's tough. Obviously, we all know it's tough to find you know a real franchise quarterback. They have one, um, so it'll be hell on him if he moves them. Um, obviously, you know it's still, the case is still out on tour if he's going to be that guy or not. What do you think? But, what do you think? Tour? Yeah. Honestly, I'm off. I'm off the tour train, man. I jumped off. I jumped because Deshaun off. is potentially uh, a Dolphins wow. quarterback. Is you know, that why- even, even before that, man, even before that, I said, uh, you know, if, if Fields is on the, um, you know, is on the board at three or one of these other quarterbacks is on the board at three. You know, it, part of it for me is it's is the lefty thing. Um, it's been a while since we've seen a dominant left handed quarterback in the league. You have to go all the way back to freaking, you know, Steve Young. Outside of, uh, you know, got Whoa, Brunel. Got Brunel, Vic, dude. Vic, 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 hey, Vic ran a damn Mike Vic. T- Tim Tebow. He ran a, he ran a 4-2, man. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and Tua had, you know, he had Chan Gailey, old Chan calling the plays. He had, didn't have the greatest personnel around him. But, um, yeah, you got to think long and hard about taking the quarterback at three because, I mean, when's the next time you're going to be at three with that team that you had down there in Miami. But if we could get Deshaun, man, I, I know the NFL fans would love to see Deshaun and Josh Allen going at it twice a year for two years. So that would be, be awesome. exciting. Yeah, that would be, be awesome.
0: Sure. Why And Bill Belichick, just go ahead and mix him into the mix there. The Why is the lefty quarterback thing such a thing? What is it? Is it because offenses are all tailored to right-handed guys?
6: I mean, you got, you got if I'm a play caller, you know, majority of my, most of my life, you know, you've been calling plays for right-handed quarterbacks. Um, You know, you've been blocking for right-handed quarterbacks of your alignment. It's just a lot of things that go into it. Tua is obviously very talented. We saw him at Alabama. (laughs) We just saw Alabama last night, you know, shred Ohio State in the national championship. Every year, you know, got talent up and down at rosters, but it's a different NFL. You know, his guys were, you know, wide open every play. Um, at Bama and NFL, you know this is is wide open. So it's a different game, moves faster. He just wasn't; it didn't seem like he was seeing it and uh, believing it. But that left hand thing, I don't know, man. Got to be something to it.
0: Darius played corner and safety in the NFL and nickel in the NFL. Uh, freak athlete. There, we're talking to Darius, brother, host of the Man to Man podcast. So last night you watched Mac Jones. Do you think this guy's going to stink in the NFL? No,
6: I yeah. do he's going to stink, but um. I wouldn't be that, that high. On. I wouldn't take him in the top, you know, top half of the first round. It's
3: hard to okay. judge, right?
0: You got Devontae, who's Tyreek Hill. Okay. You got Tyreek Hill running around, basically. You have offensive linemen that are all six foot six, bigger than everybody. Now, granted, Ohio State also has dudes, too, but I'm just talking about Alabama. Different,
6: different, different dudes. Completely different dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? I think we see that every year. I mean, it's just. I mean, I feel like they got to they gotta do something about them. I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of seeing Bama and the damn yes, hat. Every year, you know, at Saban's crowned as the greatest coach of all time. I mean, guys, anybody anybody on this call right now can go in there and coach that team and win 11, 12 games. Uh, Stark obviously called it great, but, I mean, whoa, they got to put a cap on damn whoa. five-star recruits that can get in there, man. Whoa, Somebody whoa. else open up a damn checkbook.
0: Whoa, 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 okay? We can't recruit those five stars to it. I mean, I think that's a large part of it.
6: They kind of of recruit themselves at this point. Well,
0: and also they're on national TV every single week, and there's a behind-the-scenes of Nick Saban taking his boys out on the boat. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he's in the movie Blindside showing how he recruits. That's awesome. There's a lot of inherited uh, risk or or recruiting that is happening with Saban or whatever, but uh, you think he's done? I think he's potentially done.
6: Saban? Yeah. Why? Why Why would you think that?
0: I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. Just for whatever reason, last night it felt like it was a different Saban situation. You know what I mean? It just feels like it. It feels like if you were Sabin too, and you ever thought about retiring, and I think we'd heard rumors that he was potentially thinking about retiring or whatever. I, I think you win it this year, you've had this dominant run for so long, why not just go out on top of the world? I, I go mean, out on top. yeah, yeah,
6: he was, you know, he had a little fake, fake modesty there, you know, keep talking about the two losses he had, uh, you know, the post-game interviews, he won seven, I mean, why why not, why not go for eight, man, he just broke, broke uh, Bear Bryant's record, why not go for eight, I I don't, I don't think he's done, it's a sweet, like, it's a sweet gear. you're going to get the best recruiting class for the next, however many years you're there, you're going to be in the playoffs every year, shot at the Natty every year, I mean, why, why, why leave that?
0: And it's different down there in the SEC. He's a god amongst a lot of people. I mean, that's a pretty good time, I'd assume, for him. Let's move back to the NFL. Doug Peterson walked into the owner's office and told him he was stupid, got fired yesterday. Now he's going to be the head coach of the Jets. That entire organization is in complete disarray right now, D-Bud.
6: Yeah, I, th- I thought, um, you know, with them, uh, I thought he got the word from from the top to to pretty much tank it that last week, which would make me think he was safe going forward. So um, to see him get fired yesterday was uh, was surprising to me. Um, it it kind of feels like, you know, uh, Lori kind of chose, I guess, Wentz's and Wentz's potential once again going back to the power that that quarterback has um, over, you know, Peterson's potential on fixing the team. So now with Peterson out of the picture um obviously a lot of people are talking about now you know it's much more likely went stays in there maybe it's a quarterback competition you know maybe he just gets a fresh start with a new head coach uh we'll see but yeah it's it's wild over here in philly hey
0: there's a lot of jobs right now i would say what two or three of them are going to get really good coaches and then four of them are going to have bum ass head coaches i'd assume
6: we'll see i mean it's a lot of good coaches out there it depends on who they give a, a real shot to i saw um uh, Soleil was flying out. Was he flying out to New York? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's been
0: there he's twice. He's been to the Jets twice. Philly's looking to interview him today. He's obviously interviewed with the Lions already, but there's no way they're going to land him. No, no.
6: Uh-uh. yeah. So I really like I really like Dable. Yeah. So like you say, I mean, it's a lot of good jobs out there, and like I, I think uh, somebody said, it's like five of these seven places have like good you know quarterbacks who have experience um, and, can, and have shown they can play in the league. So I mean, that's obviously the number one priority when you're going to a team. In my opinion, I think. Um, that Chargers job is probably the best one with the talent that they have on that roster. With the talent they have, at, with, with Herbert at quarterback, if you can get that job, that would be the one.
0: And it's always sunny out there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's yes. beautiful out there. You know what I
6: mean? I mean, you got to watch High out. Taxes, though. You got to watch out for,
0: for the taxes, the earthquakes, mm-hmm. sun tax. You got to watch out for those earthquakes though.
1: Sure. Mudslides. Oh, a yeah.
0: couple fires through, teasing oh, yeah. and peas to everybody Gosh, in California. But aside from that, <laughs> it's awesome. It is awesome out there. What do you got, GB,
2: DB, talking about good coaching, you highlighted so eloquently on Twitter this week how Keith Butler over and over and over decides to cover the slot receiver, the number three, with a linebacker.
0: Keith Butler, Steelers sorry, sorry, defensive, defensive coordinator. coordinator.
6: Oh, Uncle Keith, man. Yeah, man, they got they got to switch that up. And I saw oh, Warren Sharp, he he went back years and years, where they've been doing the same thing. Um, it's going to happen at some point in the game, whenever you call a zone defense, uh, nine times out of ten, that middle linebacker is going to have to, you know, relate or cover that uh, number, whoever is lined up at a number three. Typically in the old NFL for years and years and years, the number three person is usually a running back or a tight end. But now, as we all know, Guys move around more than ever. So they put Landry at three. So it's going to happen. First, second down, I can see it. But third and two game on the line, you need a stop. You need a chance to get the ball back and score some points. Um, you can't in, in, in no situation call that play. Like I, as a defensive coordinator, the only information you have is is uh, field position. You got the offensive personnel. You got the down and distance. So you know it's 13 personnel. There's one wide receiver on the field. So I got to make a man-to-man call to get one of my cover guys on Jarvis Landry. In that situation, but um, it, it, that was that was that was egregious,
3: bro. Bob Spokane egregious.
6: did not deserve it. <laughs> no. Come
3: on,
0: my thirty
2: question, years. My question, DB, is like, as a leader on the defense, like if you were at safety, could you be like, hey, this isn't going to work? Like, look at Bob. <laughs> yeah. Look, look at Landry. <laughs> We got no chance here.
0: Well, and Last night, all 32 on Devontae. Yeah, Is there any thoughts? <laughs> oh my God, worse? poor guy. That, that poor guy, dude. <laughs> How about two times that guy got interneted last night. They mm-hmm. walk out for the coin toss where he's a giant was on the other side, and then he's next to uh, Devontae Smith just running to go right by him, and he's supposed to chase him and not give up, by the way, because if he gives up, and then you see him mentally give up in the middle of that Yeah. Day. That was tough. He, but he,
6: yeah, definitely isn't, there,
0: isn't there some decisions that should be made by – I guess it's hard just to look at your coach though, who has been around a long time, and be like, "No, nah, we're not going to run that. that."
6: That's yeah. It. I mean, that, that's tough. And uh, on that video, um, uh, Tyron Matthew, he, he commented on like, you know, he was like, "Or you can have a safety who can kind of unwind that for you," but um, it, it's tough when you send in a zone call, you know, got you know. You see how quick it comes in. Guys got to get lined up. So if it's a zone call, it's hard to change those zone rules and get some type of man alignment, especially when he's lined up at that number three position, which is closest to the quarterback. So if it was some type of man call, and maybe they would, ju- it, it would be easy for that safety to say, "Hey, you switch," but you can't put you know Spillane back in the post either. So <laughs> it's, a t- it's a tough, it's a tough situation to adjust. Um if you if you're a safety on that field in that situation.
0: Yeah, they just need to put Spokane's hand in the dirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> put him down oh, in the dirt. Get right. <laughs> he's got Blitz that him. he's got that neck. Just go ahead and let him eat. You know what I mean? Just like,
1: they've been putting backers on slot receivers for 30 years.
0: Yeah, slot receivers get a lot faster these <laughs> days. <right>. Yeah. <laughs> a lot faster these days, you know? Like West Walker was an absolute animal. Okay, mm-hmm. I I agree. West Walker, absolute animal. Let's walk around running four three though. That's uh-huh. where a lot of those a lot of those slot receivers, by the way, had to be a little bit bigger back in the day. Not bigger, but stockier because they're going to take big shots. Now there's no rules. Mm-hmm. Like you guys, the little guys can really eat in the slot nowadays.
6: Yeah, I mean that, it's just bad ball, man. You got to know your personnel. Landry has been one of the best since he's coming to the league at, at moving the sticks, at, at beating you know guys That's on those true, type of routes, cornerbacks, nickelbacks, everybody. So if you put Poor Spillane out there. He damn sure don't have a chance. So um, that that's just bad ball all around, man. We, I understand the frustration from the Steelers fans.
8: Well,
0: well, there's a lot of it. But mm-hmm. the uh, we'll talk to Jarvis. Foxy? Yeah, Foxy, big-time Steelers Whoa, fan. We'll talk, we will talk to Jarvis uh, at 125 about his thoughts when he saw Bob Spokane <laughs> line up against him. He got caught.
3: Darius, uh, the Cowboys just hired Dan Quinn. Do you think he's the guy to go into Dallas and fix that defense, or are they just going down the tubes in these next few years?
6: I mean he's got he's got he's got good he's got a good resume uh when it comes to calling defenses in the league. So it should it should it should look better. Uh they gotta get some better personnel and they're starting up front um in that interior. Um it'll be better than what Nolan had out there this year. I'll tell you that much. I don't
0: like- I don't know. I don't know. Look, Dan Quinn's defenses ranking from twenty twenty back. Okay, so okay. we'll go from most recent when he got fired all the way back. Twenty twenty, they were ranked 29th. 2019 this when he
6: was a DC or a head coach
0: I mean he's a head coach but he probably has his hands on defense right don't you think or no
6: Yeah, I mean we had Chuck Chuck was a D. you know he, he but he didn't have much you know Minuski was calling the plays so it's kind of a okay. unless he's calling the plays with that sheet in his hand glasses tilted I can't really put it on him but I would I would definitely like to hear these stats though No <laughs> no I'm done with,
0: no because I mean if he's not I assumed he had his hands in it but if he, you're saying Cause I thought Chuck had his hands in it a little bit too, and then you're saying like, no, not really.
6: Yeah, it, it, no, not really. So like when I played in New England, like uh, it was times where Belichick would take over play calling. Um, it's times when certain coaches would take over play calling. Certain times right, it's win. full time. Some, sometimes they split it. But unless a guy, sometimes you give that you give that whole right to the uh, defensive coordinator and the play calling. Let him let him call it.
0: All too, right, get the fuck off. All right, Fitz Magic's coming. <laughs> Here we go.
6: <laughs>
0: Could you imagine? I own a team. Two minute drill. Oh. Alright, get the, give me the fucking headset. In the middle of a timeout, I got the sheet. Deep. Break magic. <laughs> Absolute deep. That would be wild. So Belichick will just flip over sometimes and be like, all right, go ahead and take a fucking seat real quick. Matt, Patricia, go ahead and put that number two pencil right in your mouth. All right, here this is what we're gonna do. That's wild. That is it makes sense, yeah. by the way, because he's Bill Belichick. Yeah. But then I don't know. It's an interesting situation. What do you have,
6: Connor?
3: Uh, I was also going to ask Darius what you thought about uh Sala being the Jets head co- uh, head coach this year.
6: I like it. I like it, man. Um you got to get a if you're going to keep Darnold, you got to get a good good offensive play caller, but um Sala is a great defensive uh, defensive mind. I would assume he would uh keep the play calling duties on defense. And sometimes that's the best situation. You saw I have worked so well with New England for so long. You know, obviously Belichick been a head coach, been a defensive guy. He just kept good <laughs> offensive coordinators coming in and out of that um, organization. So something like that could happen with um, in New York. <laughs> we fi- they finally got Gase out of there. Um, and maybe the same thing could happen in L.A. Um, you know, you, you allow a good play caller to call the plays uh, for Justin Herbert. Keep old Pep Hamilton as his QB coach um, and just take take care – Full care of that defense and make sure that defense firing on all cylinders and um you know let the offensive play callers do what they do.
0: Um, whenever you talk about good play callers, McVeigh, mm-hmm. right? McVeigh kind of set the tone for these yep. young offensive wizards. Okay, McVeigh got a lot of people jobs. I don't know how many Christmas gifts they're sending McVeigh, but a lot of people should be sending shit to to McVeigh's house over there with that oh, pool yeah. and that dog and everything we saw during Hard Knocks or whatever. Um. He benched Goff, okay? I, uh, nobody else is going to say it. I was. He, yeah, he, go ahead and say it. He benched Goff on Sunday, okay? In, Agreed. In lieu of Wolford, okay? And the Wolf was getting loose, obviously. Yeah. He ended up in an ambulance, T's and P's. We hope everything uh, recovers well for the Wolford. But then – then Goff goes out, does everything that you would need to do to be a starting quarterback. McVay didn't dial back any plays. He was still throwing the ball down the field. And then this week they're saying, "You yeah, we're not announcing a starter or whatever. Is Goff's time done? And if you're playing against Goff, does he scare you at all other than the fact that he can make every throw?
6: He, he he doesn't scare me. Uh, he but Sean McVay does a great job of putting him in good situations where um you know his his reads are there. Um, uh, and he, he he's made throws. He did get his team to to a Super Bowl. Um, he's made throws, but like you said, in my opinion, I agree with you. He was benched because we know um everybody's playing through some shit uh, when it comes to the playoffs. And if he can get out there and come in and relief duty, he can come out there and start. So um he doesn't scare me necessarily as a defense. He will be um you know as a team i would say their defense is the scariest thing about their team um but he does have good weapons around him great yak guys with with cup and uh woods um and he does a great job of dialing it up man doesn't scare me though how about Jalen? doesn't scare me Jalen
0: ramsey at about 20 miles an hour man jumping up floating and just batting balls around people not touching them no pass interference somehow making the is he
6: he's number one right now huh incredible athlete um Exhale would have to be number one for me this year, um, just because his ball production and his his coverage skills this year, which will have him uh, on the man to man pod today. Hey, um, ooh, we here we go. Right, here we, go. Tomorrow. Here we but, go. uh J- Ramsey, man, he, he's right up there too. Not only what he does on the outside, but he has the ability to move on the inside and uh, and, and play uh, a high high level of football. Very um, talented athlete. Came in college playing safety. Um, he, he, he brought a whole different, and a lot of times you see a guys get that paycheck and kind of take a year, maybe a year and a half off. He got that 20 a year, set the bar, and he's, uh, raised his level of play all over the field, raised the level of play of that defense. So, um, that whole secondary, that whole defense has been balling from wire to wire, man. So I'm excited to see them go out. Um, this weekend.
0: It's nice to have a D-line that has Aaron Donald on it, too. I'd assume he's in the secondary. But I saw Jalen, oh, hou- I saw the house he was looking at in L.A. during hard knocks. Uh-huh. He's going to need another contract. I mean, that, that thing is gorgeous. And he's going to get it, by the way. He, oh, yeah. He's unbelievable to watch. He, him and Devontae should be a hell of a battle yes. this weekend. Yes. What do you got, Yeah,
1: D-butt, that's what I wanted to ask about. It's just obviously Jalen kind of, I mean, DK Metcalf had, you know, the touchdown, but outside of that, Jalen kind of handled him. How do you see yeah, the matchup right. with uh,
6: him and Devontae Adams going on Sunday? on uh, Saturday. Ooh, man, that's going to be, it's going to be good on good, man. Great on great. They're both at the top of the games. Um, when you got a quarterback like A-Rod though, uh, you got to give, especially with the rules, you got to give the edge to, to that matchup. If they're one-on-one, uh, I would give the edge to the offensive guys almost every time. But Jalen's going, I think he's going to make his fair share of plays. Um, I think honestly, those bigger receivers like a uh, uh, DK, are a better matchup for Jalen. Um, I saw Jalen, you know, struggle a little bit, like uh, T.Y. early on in his career, got him a couple times. When you have those shifty guys like a Devontae Adams, he's a bigger body, but he moves like a small guy. Um, his catch radius is crazy, like a big guy. And then you got a guy like uh, Rogers who can put the ball literally anywhere. So if they leave him, you know, one-on-one and trust him to just, you know, be good on good, I think uh, stat sheet-wise, um, Devontae will win that battle. But um, if we're watching the game, you know, Jalen, he'll make his fair share of plays. And if he get he picks one off, takes one to the crib, you know, he wins the battle. So we'll see. I'm, I'm excited about that, though. Hey,
0: D-Butt, can't wait to listen to you and Xavier and Howard. That'll be on the Man to Man podcast with Antoine Bethea tomorrow. Thank you for joining us, boss man. You're the best. Appreciate you, fellas. Ladies and gentlemen, Derek, and Some breaking news happened while D-Butt was talking to us. Uh, the Oakland Raiders have hired a defensive coordinator. That defensive coordinator's name is Gus Bradley. They put up a photo from their Twitter account of uh, Kevin Wisenhunt.
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which is Ooh. not just is not Gus Bradley. Shout out oh. to the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, We all get yelled at for calling them the Oakland Raiders every once in a while. Yeah. We're not the Oakland Raiders, we're the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, that's not Gus Bradley. That's Wisenhunt. So it's an awesome moment to be a Raiders fan, I'd assume. Gus Bradley Bradley's a guy that is beloved by all the players that have ever played for him. I got a chance to play against him whenever he was the head coach of the Jags. He always came over and said what's up to me. He was always very nice. Seemed to have a lot of respect. Good for the Raiders. Who knows how their season's going to go, but their social media and their internet needs to figure it the fuck out. You can't slap Gus Bradley in the mouth on day one if you are coming in there. But, hey. That's the right the way, baby. Let's uh, keep it moving.
2: Winston Hunt was the OC in, for the Chargers while Gus Bradley was the DC. They're like, oh, we hire one of them, one of them coronators down there.
0: I want him white. Yeah, it's the coordinator for Chargers. And, and what did the person just Google? Chargers coordinator? Exactly. Probably, yeah, first probably. one to pop up, <laughs> yep. Wiz Hunt.
3: Social uh, media m. coordinator probably had quite a night at Caesars Palace last Allegedly, night.
0: Allegedly, Marquise Ponce is going to plans to retire. Anthony Costanzo, left tackle of the Indianapolis Colts, has retired after a 10-year career. I got a chance to be teammates with him. He is an awesome dude, incredibly intelligent. He and I went on a USO tour. The name of the show is right over his face right now. <laughs> he and I is. went on a USO tour. <laughs> USO tour to Japan together alongside Chuck Pagano, Daqual Jackson, Mike Adams, and Matt Conti, the Colts PR guy. We had an incredible time, got to learn a lot about him. He's a guy who's incredibly intelligent. Caring, has a great personality, and whenever he gets into football, becomes an absolute lunatic. I'm excited to see what he does going forward. I assume there's a lot of stress leaving his life because of how serious he took football. Uh, he was awesome, and he only got better as he got older. He ended the year with an injury or whatever. I'm very happy to say I was teammates with him. I knew him, and the Pison from Chicago... Oh, yeah. Who has a restaurant in Chicago. Mm. Really? Yeah, his family has a restaurant up there. I hope that's doing okay in this whole thing. Congratulations on a job well done. Yeah. Big Godzilla, Ooh. Anthony yeah. like. Here. There's a couple of videos I had that I had to get rid of. <laughs> uh, we went on a trip to USO uh, or to Japan for the USO tour or whatever. And at night, we just went out. You know, yeah, we had a good time over there. He was actually getting called Godzilla, and it was awesome because he was three or three times the size about everybody over there. Oh yeah, there was cars over there that were tiny. Mm-hmm. Him obviously sneaking into them and just said, <laughs> it was amazing. He was so cool about it all. Congrats on a hell of a career, and he's made a lot of money. So good mm-hmm. for him. I can't wait to see what he does next.
3: Scored the elusive lineman touchdown too during that career, and had been calling for more.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah, because of how athletic he was. Tight end. He, he's a great athlete. He, I, I forget what it was. I think he wanted he wanted to run a play. I forget what it was exactly. Where they just threw it at the uprights because he's six foot seven massive dude yeah. and he could jump like he was a great athlete it's like you're you're a tackle there so if we do that we have to move you out of tackle yeah. we have to make you eligible uh or whatever we have to do a whole thing so he didn't get as many opportunities but when he did get his chance caught the ball did a celebration i assume you oh, nerds yeah. know what is it
3: uh i don't
0: know exactly it was what a no, is it was a pokemon or something like yeah, that okay he, he did some sort of anime dance i believe oh it it has circulated around the internet today because he got one chance to score and he absolutely crushed it i will say that i was also lobbying for more touchdowns from Costanzo when i was on the team congrats to him happy he is hopefully he's happy with his decision i'd assume he is
3: he did the pokemon slide that's what you're thinking of i believe i don't know fun fact
0: you want to know his middle name Oh, Pison. Salvatore.
3: Ooh.
0: Same thing. <laughs> Sally. <laughs> Pretty close. Literally just. <laughs> yeah. Was oh. that Sal Antonio? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it, was it was the crab Pokemon was... he did. It was the crab Pokemon oh. back and forth. See,
2: the internet's telling me it was a Street Fighter dance.
5: Whoa. Maybe
0: it was Street Fighter, by
2: the way. Maybe it. I got it wrong.
5: Seconds. Street Fighter is the high Yeah, hmm uh-huh. Apparently, according to
3: NFL.com, it was the Dalsim dance from Street Fighter 2.
0: Okay, is that this thing? Is that one of these things? I guess. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. See, I know all those things. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You play. Dance with me. Dance with me. Yeah!
1: (laughs) We interrupt the show to let you know that there's really no better way to unwind than smoking a cigar. The end of every night... Sometimes, you know, things are a little rough. You had a long day. It was a tough day. There is no better feeling in the world to put you at ease than smoking a cigar. Whether you're working from home or just kicking back after a week of being essential, there really is nothing better than a premium cigar. And Thompson Cigar Company has the deals and selection to keep you occupied for hours on end. With over a century in the business, these guys really know their stuff. They've got the Best prices on the biggest brands in the business. They have the largest selection of samplers online with the option to build your own every day in Thompson's five-pack Fever program, including over 300 different five-pack options to mix and match. Looking to try new, rare, top-rated blends but don't want to splurge on boxes? Check out Thompson's Cigar Tour, a smattering of five different blends delivered to your doorstep each month. They also send out insane cigar deals via email daily with personalized email preference options, so you can sign up to receive them all or just the days you feel like reading the emails. Thompson Cigar Company continues to be the number one choice for premium cigars in the USA because they deliver the very best customer experience. Listen... These Thompson cigars, they really do. They help me relax. They're a perfect way to bridge the gap in between one of the playoff football games. It just makes you feel good, you know? It tastes good. It's relaxing. uh, And I've been a fan of Thompson cigars for a while. So sit back and take a break from all the craziness with a cigar from Thompson Cigar Company. These guys rarely do offers, but now Thompson is offering our listeners 15% off orders over $75 or 20% off orders over $99. To take advantage of these incredible savings, simply go to ThompsonCigar.com and use promo code McAfee when you're ready to check out. That website is Thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N, Cigar.com and use promo code McAfee. Back to the show.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man who won a college football national championship Whoa. as a member of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ooh. Wow. Then he would go on to be Aaron Rodgers' teammate at Green Bay and win a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers. Oh, oh shit. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, Mr. A.J. Hawk. A.J. Yeah. Hawk. A to the J. What's going on? A um. Did you did you see there was some breaking news an hour ago when Aaron joined the show? He will be guest host uh, hosting an episode of Jeopardy. Are you kidding me? An episode of that's awesome. Ah. That's huge news. The internet is a buzzing about
5: it. Mm-hmm. AJ, are they really? Is it is it truly big news? Oh yeah, yeah. Biggest
0: news out of the out of the conversation by far. Talked about the CIA releasing some alien uh-huh. stuff. That's doing okay, okay. But him announcing, and by the way, we're very thankful that he did this, announcing that he will be guest hosting an episode of Jeopardy. Crushing on you. The Jeopardy people were all pumped about it. Mm-hmm. Sports people were pumped about it because we don't look like stooges anymore. Nope. Like, hey, in the nerd Super Bowl that we all watch every single night and don't get any questions right, we got one of us going in there mm-hmm. who's been good in host. Big shout to that. And also in honor of one of his idols and uh, – uh, guys, he looked up Alex Trebek. I just think it's a really good story. People are
5: loving it, AJ, loving it. I mean, it will be interesting. I'm sure he'll love it because he loves Jeopardy. But can you really? I don't know. Like, what can you really show your personality or do anything when you're the host? Talked about this off air.
0: Ken Jennings, I watched last night. He did a great job. But that show is has a formula where unless you're incredibly quick and um. What's that called whenever you get to the point quickly? Uh so su- direct. Oh su- uh, yeah. 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 If unless you're succinct and and, and very quick witted, I think Trebek why he was so good is cause he could bury somebody within what a fifteenth of a second and it would be with three words and then he would just move the show right along. So or he'd compliment or something like that. Like I think that is why Trebek was so I I think uh, be loved by everybody because it always seems so effortless. Mm-hmm. It seems so genuine. And it was always so quick. And I think Ken Jennings last night did a did a good job hosting. He let off with an emotional thing. But there and there's only a few moments in the show where you can really, I think, take it. And we'll see. I think Aaron's going to crush it. Like, oh I, I think Aaron's going to absolutely. Even in the way you say the question was, the answer was right or wrong. Like you could see like Trebek, the way he goes, no. Like, you know, like that type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there, Aaron, there's a lot of little things that big Jeopardy fans will be expecting, I assume, uh, in their judgment of how he does, I think he's going to crush it, absolutely slaughter it.
5: He'll, he'll do great. I, I'm just curious. I can't wait to see when he they ask the question or, or he puts it out there and they don't. nobody knows and nobody buzzes in, but he knows the answer and he hmm. just cannot believe that people don't realize, like, are you kidding? Are you guys idiots? Like, I want to know how he holds himself back.
0: Ken Jennings had a couple of no's last night where it was... Come on, yeah. uh, there, there is a couple uh, what is this amateur hours. It almost felt like that. It was uh, I, I'm a Wheel of Fortune guy myself, but it's I appreciate Aaron breaking that news. Uh, let's talk about something that's very near and dear to you. Uh, not a lot of humans have had the opportunity to participate in a national championship game. Not a lot of humans have had an opportunity to participate in a national championship game as an Ohio State Buckeye. Uh, you've done both. You've won in that situation. Ohio State fans, realized they were going to lose that game last night? Or was there real optimism after what happened against Clemson, you think, in your eyes, as somebody that
5: lives in the Columbus area still to this day? I think there was a ton of optimism after Ooh. the Clemson game. Oh, there, there really yikes. was. and it's heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's tough. And it? you could tell, like, Bulls. it was back and forth early on, and Trey Sermon going out right off the bat off oh. his first carry. is was tough. But Master mm-hmm. Teague looked good. He came in and ran the ball hard. He's a good player. But then, yeah, you just – they weren't able to stop Alabama. But guess what? Like, Nobody has stopped Alabama's offense all year long. The fewest points they scored was 31 against Notre Dame in the, in the semifinals. So, yeah, Alabama, they're just on a different level right now. And I, I think Ohio State should be pumped with what they
0: accomplished, by the way. They were one of the leading voices alongside some uh, prestigious alumni in bringing Big Ten football back. Obviously, we're talking about the since-retired general, Bob mm-hmm. Carpenter, mm-hmm. who kind of put his sword down after getting Big Ten football back and didn't really fight for much else. You know what I mean? There's a couple other things he could have went to war for, and he didn't. He won his battle. He won his battle getting football back, but the 28 day thing, I think Bob could have went to battle for. The ammunition. The no moving of games until moving games. I think he could have, but Bob was tired after a hard fought war to get Big Ten football back. But I think Ohio State, what they did this year, that was a hell of a football. Nobody expected them to beat Clemson the way they did. Okay, Northwestern gave them some problems. Indiana gave them some problems, but they were still very young in their season. Whenever they had those mishaps, which happens. To some teams, we forget they started six weeks after everybody else or whatever. That team, I think, with a full season, I think they would have been a very, very, very good football team. They were just learning about Trey Sermon in the last couple weeks, basically. I mean, it was – if they had three more weeks, four more games, I think they'd become an even better team, you
5: know? Oh, absolutely. Now they've got to figure out how to replace uh, Justin Fields. But didn't you hear, like, Bill O'Brien is already on his way to become the next offensive coordinator for oh. Alabama? Yeah, I knew
0: that – a week ago i think which
5: not a big news
0: breaking show should have probably just dropped it in you know what i mean like at some point we know o'brien's going to alabama or whatever so who's gonna where's gase gonna go because the conversation was either bill o'brien or gase are going down to be the offense coordinator we had a good source two of them that told us now bill o'brien's basically got that job down there so we could have went public with that chose not to because if we're wrong you're you're gone you know you're wrong, you're gone uh-huh. in the insider game uh, but him going down there Alabama's just gonna keep just keep the train rolling bub I don't know is is there ever gonna be a team? as long as Nick Saban wants to do this thing, is there ever going to be a team, you think, that is going to be able to consistently just dominate Alabama? I'm not sure. Clemson was supposed to be that team. Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be that guy because they win whenever he's young. Is there ever going to be a team, as long as Nick Saban wants like you think Ohio State next year, if they figure out a way to uh, replace Fields, which I assume they will be able to, they get five-star quarterback after five-star quarterback. Joe Burrow was fifth string at one point there. Do you think there's a chance that Ohio State could get to that level of national championship to dethrone
5: Alabama uh, of the world for a consistent basis if Nick Saban stays down there? Well, I mean, I don't know how much longer Nick Saban's going to stay. I think it's safe to say as long as he is there, Alabama's going to be in the mix. Like, they're going to always be contending for the national championship. Now, I think Ohio State, yeah, they're set up absolutely to continue to challenge them to become the national champion. I don't know, man. Like, they, Alabama's so deep they have so many studs like at every level. They have so much team speed like their D-line. Didn't their D-lineman get defensive players of the game too? Like they have some guys that just, they just have guys that aren't even human it seems like how they move so well it's, it's it's impressive man. And they have the culture of
0: guys like when they get their opportunity they want to go like I was fourth string or whatever behind blah 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 yeah. and this is a five star guy who's like I got a chance to learn like this year's my year now I get a chance to go it's like there's a lot of pride in that like okay it's my turn as opposed to transferring and getting playing time right now it feels like somehow they've created that culture in that building too where it's like the guys are willing to compete willing to stick around and then when it's their chance to go they fucking go and it's it's never gonna end i don't know how you
3: recreate that if nick's not there the backup running back for alabama came in after Harris, harrison he was unbelievable he was running guys over and it was like wow they have another all probably uh, all-american running back right behind him it's just wild well you remember uh i, I don't know
0: yeah trent richardson would get like spelled and then Derrick Henry. Would oh come yeah, in. and there was pictures of they Derrick had Kamara, Henry too. Yeah, it, in, TJ, Health, and they would come in, and it was like in fourth quarter, and they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, next year we got this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy's coming next year." Kenyon Drake. It yeah. is just a never-ending thing. You're right. I wonder how long Saban's got. Why not just go ahead and well, go out
5: on top? Come on, because he's a coach. What else does he have to sit there and watch the weather channel? Like he doesn't. He's a coach. Like coaches, coach. Can you imagine Nick Saban getting up with no schedule? She's like Miss Terry's wife like hey what are you going to do today Nick I don't know maybe just sip some coffee out in the porch you want to hang out with me maybe read the paper <laughs> I'm going to get on the boat <laughs> Yeah
2: What's that Dick? If yeah. I if I know Sabin he's going to announce that it's his last year before the season, and then he's going to take his. Is bucket. that
0: a Saban move? Yeah, for sure. Really, I didn't know that. He's definitely he'll not. Say
2: he's. Uh, I don't he's know if not, that's a Saban say move. He's not leaving, and then he'll quit
3: right before the season. He did do that to the Dolphins. I think we're all he pretty pumped fans. about it. Yeah. You
0: got B flow out of that, by the way. And Alabama got like six champion or five championships or whatever.
3: Saban can do consulting too. Consulting business is just booming. Everybody's going to pay for Saban's brain.
0: He's got tubes on that boat too. You know, yeah, on that yeah. speedboat. That's right. I mean, like grandkids maybe. You forget, dude. What, what do I forget? That there's life after football, but not for coaches. It feels like those coaches that <laughs> I want to die blowing the whistle. Yeah.
5: <laughs> there they, you. Want die, they want to die with the clicker in their hand in their office. They want the head coach to walk in or another coach to walk in, if you are the head coach, and see him dead, clicker, on your che- clicker in your hand, and the film is actually stopped because like he, this guy, before he died, he stopped the film. This man was found
0: clicker in hand. And this is at the funeral. Another coach coached until his dying breath. That is what we should all aim to be in this building. And all the coaches would be like, yeah, 15 hour days away. From, amen. Hell amen. Yeah. Coaches are just a different breed, man. They are a different breed of humans
5: out there. That's like their life is. Yeah, it's just, it's unbelievable. Well, John,
0: John Gruden started waking up at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm.
7: Uh,
0: fired football coaches of America uh, or something. Yeah. And they're like, John, what do you watch? He's like, everything, man. Just what? Just everything. Every game that's ever happened, I'm watching film. It's like, what? That is what you're doing right now? It's some coaches, I think, try. Whenever they get fired or they still have contract, they try to become professional golfers. You know, like, I'll just take the money from this team that's paying me. I got three more years on my contract. I'll just golf for the next three years. I assume they get, what, 27 holes into that? They're like, I ain't fucking doing this. Where is that? I got to go get free. Like Butch Jones, for instance. Butch Jones, he was uh, our coach at West Virginia. He was a wide receiver coach. We called him Mini Rod because he was like he was like Rich Rod but younger same energy, same enthusiasm, everything like that. He was always very nice to me. He ran the punt team. He was really cool. Guys liked him, but we called him Mini the run. Then he goes to Central Michigan or something like that. Then he goes to Tennessee. I think it's fired from Tennessee. Now he's an assistant at Alabama. Last night, he was just hanging out on the sideline. He used to be a head coach in numerous places. He's just chilling on that Alabama sideline like, hey, I'm getting paid from another team in the SEC <laughs> yeah. and I'm down here just winning national. I got rings now and I'm just hanging out and then I'll go get another head coach job whenever the fuck i want it's just it's a wild yeah. thing they got cooking down there
5: yeah he has he's got he's taking the arkansas state job he got a, a he got a bunch of FaceTime last night they showed him talking yeah. to ryan day before before the game and you're like okay if you didn't know mike butch jones doesn't have a headset on i know he's a consultant i don't think he might not be allowed to wear one i don't know yeah he did not have a headset on it there's a lot of
0: interacting going on i'm like all right butch look at you mixing it up out there <laughs> and by the way that's how i remembered he was there i completely forgot he was just working you know, for free down there, basically. So, come on down. We'll kind of rehab you, send you out, get a couple <laughs> national championships and we get another head coach. Just chill. Bill O'Brien, come on in. Yeah. There you go. All right. We'll pay you. Same treatment. Win a couple national championships then we'll send you out. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin, come on in. Mm-hmm. We'll build you back up and we'll send you out. Dayhole was there. Hey, yeah. come on in. We'll build you up. Yeah. Send you out. Uh, Kirby. Kirby. Uh, Kirby Smart. Yeah. All of them, basically. Come on in. We'll send you out. If you're a coach, You're trying to get to Alabama as much as possible. It's like, yo, I will live in my car, dude. Can I just (laughs) – it feels like this is a fast track to a head coaching game. I did not know Butch is going to Arkansas State.
5: Yeah, he's been – You know, they said it last night on the broadcast. Is
0: that the Red Wolves, dude?
5: Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: they lost to Coastal Carolina week one college football. I know that because I bet on the Red Wolves strictly so I could howl on college game day.
2: (laughs) That's a good pick. They are normally a covering machine.
0: Arkansas State. I thought he would have got a bigger school. Oh, is the Alab? Is Saban got- rub
5: uh-huh. rubbing Donald? Oh, he's already got the ring. I mean, no, go. against got
2: Saban. Sark just got Texas. So
3: true. Oh, true, true,
5: <laughs> very true. Hook him. He dude. really, he really like rehabbed his whole image. I mean, his ouster at USC was weird. Okay, man.
0: we remember
1: the way yeah. you have to word that. He's is. a great A. Booze bag. He's not yeah. anymore. No, I know, but I'm saying he. It's, everyone <laughs> loves a
5: comeback story, and Sark was the man last night. Like everything, they, he got so much good pub because it's true. Like, he knows, how to, he knows how to call plays offensively, that's for sure.
0: Everything he called worked all year. The the 31 points you said earlier, every, literally from, I think, week two, when I was watching as much college football as possible, and you started seeing the motions, and as soon as they sent somebody in motion, okay, Mac Jones would just diagnose the defense, and then he understood the offense enough to know what was going to be wide open. They didn't miss on much all year. I mean, it was immediately from jump almost, that Alabama team was just – Humming because there's so many weapons there, and if Sarkeesian can take that to Texas, is tech? You got to have a quarterback, and you got to have what six five stars at many different positions. Just yeah. about if you can recruit, I don't know, a great quarterback. In five, five stars that are all going to pan out and be studs in one class, you can turn that place right back around. Sark can be hooking them all over the goddamn place. The
2: quarterback that came in that replaced yeah. Ellinger yeah. in the yeah. uh, bowl game, good. Was Ten times better than Sam Ellinger was.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was a tough out for Sam Ellinger. All yeah. those yeah. years were bang. And then <laughs> the whole
5: thing that happened out there. Hook him, though, dude. Hook him. He loved and that quarterback. Cool. They're, they're coming after, uh, they're, they're, Pilfer and, uh luke Fickle's staff marcus freeman their coordinator it just became notre dame defensive coordinator a couple days ago yeah i saw that what's that? So that means luke's leaving no luke's there but i'm saying like you know when you win they come after your your staff you get a, that's a hard another hard thing saban has been able to do like all the turnover bringing new coaches in because they're all getting hired away another like, part of coaching people don't think about you don't want to hear it dude just go down to your internet and turn it up not on my side. <laughs> yeah.
0: or close out a pornhub. We, we, we talked to Aaron, okay, in Lambo. In the basement, it looked like. Yeah. Completely clear. Good internet.
5: Yeah, I'm, this issue is not, not on my oh, side. Oh, yeah. Right in the middle it's of it, dude. Poetic right in the judgment. middle of it, bro. I don't know what to tell you, bud.
0: I, you don't have to say anything. You just got to go down there and turn that fucking thing up. How many up? devices do you have connected to this router? Jeez Louise, dude. 18? One,
5: just one, just this.
0: <laughs> we'll call you back during the break, dude. But I, I think it's it's probably on our side. I mean, done. We do like three, four a day. Yeah.
5: Normally, the only one is yours yeah. that
0: doesn't work. It's on yeah, his typically. side. Typically. So. No, I'm
5: it, saying I'm saying something's going on out there in the universe. Something's happening to where they're slowing this dream down. Like oh, oh. You're
0: talking about the CIA releasing oh, all the documents. Hey. You're talking about the aliens just doing this all nah. over the earth, planet Earth uh-huh. and us finding out about yeah. it. Yeah. That's awesome. Aaron would be an alien, wouldn't he? Yeah. If we were to pick human aliens, he would be one that we would say, this guy seems to not be human. Oh, yeah.
5: Yeah, he's a hybrid. Hybrid. Oh.
0: Which, by the way, can't is that in those documents? Maybe. We'll know. have to scan through the 2,000-plus pages or whatever it is. <laughs> can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. I know there's a lot of other things that can penetrate your ear holes. The fact you allow us to do so, I am very, very grateful for. Uh, you can follow along, youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee Show. Be a friend, tell a friend. Let's go ahead and grow this goddamn thing. Uh, shout out to Ty giving away the hashtag end of pod squad money. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be back, Mignon, another big show. You're the best. Be a friend, tell a friend. Have a great Tuesday. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a gorgeous Tuesday evening.